Welcome everyone to over and back. Uh, welcome to the playoff preview. I am joined with Oregon coach Chris Siebert and Greenfield coach Ryan DePau. My first time meeting you, Ryan. Ryan, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, man. Big fan. Pleasure to be on. I appreciate that. Let's start with this. How? Give me the background of how you guys know each other. I'll take it. Uh, so uh, Chris and I both played at Lawrence. Um, I was uh, one class younger and, uh, yeah, played together for three years um, for the esteemed uh, also over and back guest, Chris Kellett, one of our uh, assistant coaches, and uh, became became good friends over that. Both uh, then coached in high school together for Chris's, uh, was it one year or two years you were at Franklin, Chris? Uh, two years. Two years, yep. Two years at Franklin, where I was uh, teaching and coaching, assistant coaching down there. So then, uh, Chris, Chris had a, a, a quote unquote real job and uh, started helping me out coaching, coaching frosh hoops at Franklin when I was teaching social studies. Uh, he moved on to bigger things at uh, Oregon shortly after, and uh, then uh, I stayed there for a few more years. And now I'm at Greenfield. Uh, we coached AU together uh, with the swing for a while, uh, then with. Uh, playground and now with the uh, Davis Bros AAU program. So Chris and I have been playing, uh, coaching, video gaming, basketball for uh, the better part of a, over a decade here. All Just right. a couple of big kids that are trying to figure it out. I'm still one of those. Exactly. Um, yeah. So as you mentioned, uh, Coach Kelton was supposed to, Chris was supposed to join us. Um I texted him. We'll see if he hops on. So he's got some stuff going on. So let's maybe we'll be going long enough that uh, he'll uh, have his shit figured out and he can he can hop on and talk talk uh, hoops with us. So let's go. We'll go through D one first. We'll probably just do D one and D two. You know, three and four or five. I guess we can maybe touch on it if we really need to. But um, we'll just kind of go through the sectionals. Uh, Ryan, before he jumped on, Chris and I were asking if we were going to make picks. I said, of course, I'm making picks. I don't want you guys to step on any toes or piss any coaches off, or maybe you want to. Um, so we, as we go through, you guys can make your picks if you'd like. Uh, and then I think we're going to end on some, uh, Holy Cross basketball talk. Uh, Holy Cross men's tournament is coming up here at the end of March and, um, we're going to unveil our rosters. I have a roster and, uh, you guys have a roster. So we'll discuss that, um, that weekend, which is always an awesome two weekends. I'm so excited for that. So, uh, if you guys got the brackets up, let's, um, Let's go backwards if you want. Let's breathe because my assumption is we can probably kick through sectional four quickest. Right? Because Siebert, you're in sectional three, right? Yep. You're the MC. We'll follow your uh your lead here. Yeah, let's start with um let's start with sectional four here. I gotta get up here. So Marquette's the one. No, no surprise. Any any surprises from you guys that you saw these any kind of seedings and stuff like that? I know it's. I would um, say the biggest. I would say the only thing that I would mention that uh, I'm sure Brookfield Central and Brookfield East did not want to be playing each other in the first round. Mm -hmm. um, is just something that jumps off the page. Um, obviously, like seeding is seeding, whatever it is. I'm not like a really too caught up on that, but I think that matchup definitely jumps off the page. Um, obviously a fun sectional though. I, uh, I was listening to Mark Miller and, uh, they did a, he did his preview, whatever. And he brought up the same thing, like central and East. Like, have you, okay. has there ever been ever talk about how 
if you to make a rule like that coaches would want to rule that in the first first round of games you cannot play a conference opponent well sort of NCAA tournament style yeah i think i think that if uh I think that's part of an advantage, an argument for the computer seating too, is that if, if it were human seating, I feel like those coaches would have found a way to not be matched up against each other or been communicating before. Cause obviously they were in the range of each other. Um, but Brookfield central, uh, you know, all that aside is picking a good time of the year to play their best basketball. Um, have watched them a couple times over the last few weeks and they've been, they've been pretty impressive on film. Um, definitely a tough four seed in the sense that I know people have been talking about that sectional all year, you know, being down or whatever, but you know, Brookfield central is, is obviously a really good program and picking a good time of the year to play their best basketball. Are they still, uh, yeah, I would go ahead. Real, real quick on the, uh, just on the, the note there about teams not wanting to play teams in their league. Um, almost in just that it's more practical in college than in high school with all these teams, like in this one particular, there's what, like all seven of the eight teams from the Southeast conference. Chris and yours has the whole big eight. So there's unfortunately inevitably going to be some of that, even though the playing a team a third time kind of stinks. And I mean, that's a heavyweight round one matchup with a city rivalry and two really strong, respected and well-coached, well-coached programs. Um, But I would, I would agree with Chris's take. Brookfield Central's playing really well um, and obviously played a loaded non-con schedule. I know they played Marshfield, Oshkosh North, Wisco. I'm pretty sure they they played as well. And plus you get the Metro, you get Marquette and Tosa West and Sussex and just every team is is good there. So they're not going to, I don't think, uh, they're definitely not going to be an easy out, even if I would say Marquette is probably the favorite and most talented team and has the best resume. Is uh so you guys have both seen Central lately? Are they still running? Are they still run their two three zone. They're playing quite a bit of zone, but they are playing more man now than they were early in the year. I'm not going to say I've watched every single one of their games, but I watched them against Sussex a couple weeks ago. They had a good win at Sussex, and they played a lot of man there. Um, but I just, no, I, but, you know, a good program that you know people have been talking about Marquette all year, but Brookfield Central is definitely not. I'm not saying Brookfield Central's walk into that matchup but uh you know they're not they're not going to look at marquette and be scared um you know they played them to a single digit game twice we're seeing case as a conference champion so i'll be interested to see who uh if you know if anybody can knock marquette off otherwise you know they'll they'll get some good games here mm-hmm. how uh i don't know anything about milwaukee hamilton how good's milwaukee hamilton uh DePaul they're played- talented yeah, we played them uh, earlier okay. in the season in, in December. They uh, they have a couple of really good guards, a guard named Kamani Hunt that I don't know what he ended up averaging for the season, but I would assume in the mid-20s, uh, two big, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, um, pressure, make it a uh, make it a high-paced, high-tempo, high-tempo type of game. So um, if you're you – know, if you struggle with guard play, they're going to turn you over and they're going to make it uh, – make it, make it tough – uh, make it tough for you uh, kind of on that bottom half of the bracket there. Um, I'd like to probably could see them being a, being a team that could make it out from the bottom, but again, it's a very, it's a unique bracket in that there's a lot of balanced teams. I don't know. What do you think? 
Chris and looking at like, yeah, West Osha, West Dallas Central's talented and big and they're really young, but they played in our Woodland Conference on the other side. So we didn't play them, but they, you know, they play against Wisco, Pewaukee, uh, Pius and the heavy hitters of the Woodland West. They're not going to be phased by anything. Franklin was preseason uh, highly touted in division one and has a senior heavy team, even as an 11 seed West Osha haven't seen play, but good record and uh, did well Southern Lakes. That's a kind of interesting section. Yeah, Milwaukee Hamilton too, uh, really well coached. Um, Coach Pat Bell is, uh, you know, they really talented team with good guards, but they they're a disciplined team as well. Um, yeah, I agree with you. West Dallas Central is not healthy right now. I know um, Yusuf Gray's out, I think, for the playoffs. But uh, West Osha is another team, Sam, that plays two three. Um, a ton of two, three. I'm not sure if it's exclusive two, three, but the game that I watch, they played a team in our league and I watch them play a lot of two, three. So Marquette will have to face a bunch of different styles if they want to get through this sectional. Um, and you know, West Osha has got a, a coach and program that has played a lot of big games and knows how to peak in March and coach Bell at Milwaukee, Hamilton, same type of thing. They went over to Sun Prairie last year and beat a Middleton team. That was, you could argue one of the best teams in the state. Um, so, you know, it'll be the, – there's a lot of different styles and more good teams than this sectional gets credit for. I've, I watched West Osha a little bit because uh, they played Appleton East, so I obviously had tuned into that so I could watch my boy Joey. Um, and East won. I, and East had, had had a lot of struggles this year, but they they beat West Osha. So. But that's the only yeah, time East, I've ever watched them. East is picking a good time to turn it on. I mean, what, have they won like eight in a row? Um, I'm sure we'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk. I'm sure you will get a, a section to talk more about the church when it gets to sexual one. Yeah, we will. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. It looks like. Yeah, seven. They won in a row. Um, yeah, we'll talk about him in sectional one. <laughs> um, do, so I mean, my picks Marpet Marquette to come out of here. I think that's probably most people's pick. Do you see any? Let's before even you guys even decide if you want to pick anything. Any any. Any games you see that like, you could see an upset? I mean, I, there's, I'm sure something will happen at some point in all these sectionals, but are there any ones that like kind of stand out like this, I think, is going to happen for sure? I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean... Again, because you guys know these teams better than I do, so I don't know if there's anything that you thought, like, oh, this maybe this team should have been seated higher or something. I don't know if I'd say... I don't... I don't, want, I don't, I don't think know. it's a huge mat upset, but I think that... Uh... I think the games I'm really excited to watch would be that Brookfield Brookfield East Brookfield Central game at 4:13. I think Kenosha Indian Trail versus King is like a fun, interesting matchup. Um, and I think I think if you I don't really know if you can call 7:10 an upset, but I would think I think Kenosha Bradford's going to win. Okay. Ryan, you got any or no? Yeah, I think you know this is. I just feel like these are all pretty good matchups. Like. Franklin West Dallas could be a good game and unique, yep. uh, unique, unique uh, styles playing each other. The Brookfield Bowl round three, uh, Case and Oak Creek played twice in the regular season. I know Oak Creek was I think eight and six in the Southeast, so had to have I assume competed pretty well with with Case. The nine eight, it's a a lot of interest. This could be one where you look at the bracket on. Uh, Saturday and you're like, well, we got a, we got a 12, we got a 11, we have, you know, whatever, all these numbers, or it could be straight chalk 
and uh, be like, either way, it's okay. Well, that makes that makes sense. But I feel I do think everyone's Marquette is just has so much firepower and so much shooting. Man, you watch uh, you watch them play. Obviously, Minnesota is just impossible, almost impossible to keep out of the paint, and then just shooters, shooters everywhere. That they have so many guys that can hit four or five in not just in a game, but in like a, a stretch in a, in the, in the second half. And again, so much, uh, so much tempo that you just, if, if you're not scoring consistently um, and getting good looks consistently, they're just, whew, that barrage, that barrage is always coming at some point. And if you can handle it, I guess, then you'd have a chance to hang in there, but they're really good, really fun to, really fun to watch play. Uh, do you guys think, uh, Marquette's obviously the team to beat. Do you guys think Marquette's going to come out of this one? That would that would be my pick, yes. I would I would think that they would be they would be the team, yeah. Okay. All right, let's move on. Let's go to sectional three. Let's this is, let's uh, go to Siebert's sectional here. <laughs> Siebert, you're in the eight nine against Madison East. You know what I heard? Yeah. La- you know what I heard last week? I, I didn't realize this. Madison East girls didn't play any non conference games. Interesting. I didn't really? not see yeah. that. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Now that cool. you say that, now that you say that, I feel like I don't think their boys played twenty four games. That's and I think to myself, I, I can't remember if I looked that up too, and I saw theirs wasn't. Um, theirs was like yeah, Madison East, really good team. Uh, you know, it's funny listening to Coach Depout or Coach Depout listening to Ryan talk about. Uh, Talk about Milwaukee Hamilton. I just felt like he was sort of describing Madison East in a way. Um, like really, really good guards that can score in a variety of ways. Two lefties, actually. So they're like kind of fun to play or fun to watch. Uh, they're both like really, really crafty um, that are capable of making and taking all sorts of shots. Um, and then they're really big and athletic and tough outside of that, too. Um Coach is actually also a Lawrence Hall of Famer. Good coach, Matt Myota, or I might have mispronounced his name. I kind of feel bad now, but um, good discipline <laughs> team with good guards. Um, it'll be a fun one for us. They play a bunch of different defenses. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a fun one. 12 and, uh, 12 and 10 was their record. Got it. What's the max? 24? 24. So they played two less games than most teams? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let me get back to the bracket here, but a fun sectional, um, yeah. you know, when we were getting ready for it, you know, last year we were that team that kind of got that goofy seed. And I could even argue that this year there were things about our seed that were goofy when the, you know, we were who know whatever number, what it is, but it's one of those sectionals that right when, you know, there's 13, there's 13 teams that all think that I would think that, you know, could argue they you know, they could go into the gym on any night and think they could beat anybody in the sectional. Um, so you, you know, no matter what in that first round, you're, you're looking at a tough team. Um, and again, similar to what coach DePau just talked about, I think you got a lot of games that are going to be decided by less than 10 points. Um, it's sort of one of the fun things that I've found in moving up to division one, um, just getting through that region, that, that first weekend is tough. It's a, it's a, it's a different step up. Um, you know, the sectional weekends are those division two games are really competitive in that sectional weekend. There may not, not be a better place to be than high school basketball sectional Saturday, but, uh, 
but that regional weekend and on, on in division one, I, I look up and down the the list of the sectional, and every game is going to be competitive. I think the same. You know, I, I feel like this. I mean, obviously, I've looked closer the last couple of years just because I started the podcast. But like, I feel like this year especially, I look at some of these games that are going to happen on Friday and Saturday, and I'm like, holy shit! Yeah. Like there are some unbelievable matchups this first weekend. Like, and I I feel like. Even like two years ago when Jameson was playing when he was a senior, I was just like, it was like getting to sectional was just like, you're, you're, you're good. Like regionals were just kind of like a, a walk in the park, like for the top teams. You know what I mean? Like it was like, we'll get through it. No big deal. And it's like, yeah. now there's just, it's a gauntlet for everyone almost. No, it's tough. Yes. I mean, I, I look at the bottom, a fun part of the sectional three is those bottom four teams. Um, Janesville, Craig, Middleton, Janesville, Parker, and Wanakee. I, I told you the first time we got on a podcast together this year that Janesville Craig was one of my favorite teams in the WIA this year. They just play a fun style. They get the shot that they want to get every single time down. It might not always be the best shot, but they're taking a three that they can make. Um, Middleton is obviously awesome. Uh, you know, everybody talks about Garlock, but they have a point guard that I think is as good as anybody in the Madison area that doesn't get a lot of praise this year. Janesville Parker is you know, if I looked at all four, all four C sectionals, they're playing. I'm as I'm sure they're playing as good as any 15 seed right now. They have a Division One football player that can rebound absolutely everything. And part of Wanakee's Wanakee is just incredible on the offensive glass. You know, I'm, Janesville Parker. It's an it just a, all four of those teams are good. Um, even then, above that, Sun Prairie West has played two really really tough games with Sun Prairie East this year. I think both games were a point and then Verona I think Verona if you go in their locker room I think they are, they might think they're the best or second best team in the big eight um sitting there with an 11 seed so I just I look at those two quadrants thinking like man you're walking away with the, from those with a regional plaque and you you had a cool nice back-to-back -back couple of days yeah it is really like I don't know if it's gauntlet parody driven or like what words you want to use. But when you look at all these brackets, I'm like, wow, these are, this is competitive games all across the board. Like you brought up uh, even the Parker, Parker beat Wanakee. I know Wanakee was missing uh, one of their key players, but Parker beat them just, uh, just a week ago. And now they're playing again in the, the 215. Uh, you get the fun kind of like cross conference matchups with like Muskego and Madison Memorial Memorial kind of on the opposite was injured, but was, you know, preseason, uh, were they top 10 or, or picked to be right near the top of the big eight and dealt with injuries all season. Muskego had an awesome year and I think beat Kettle once and played really tight with, with Arrowhead. So they're yeah, Memorial's uh, playing better now too. Sorry for, go ahead. No, no. It's like, you just look at all these matches. They're like, they're all fun. They're, they're all fun matchups. They're all like, you can look at it and again, be like, all right, these, you know, you, whatever pick four names out of a hat and these four teams won. You're like, okay, I could see that happening. That makes complete sense. And then you could pull, you know, the other four out and be like, yeah, that makes, makes complete sense. Uh, makes complete sense as well. But yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun bracket it really is. And it's kind of unique in that you got some of those like big eight teams playing the third time. I haven't looked at the SP East versus Verona or the Craig Middleton, like season series results. If there was anything, anything uh, overly, interesting or if they were just good competitive games where the team that shot a little better won but uh regardless you get that third time familiarity element and then you got the badger kind of random badger teams like Wanakee and you guys thrown in and then the couple of the heavy hitters in the classic eight as well mixed in it's a it's a fun bracket 
I, I didn't even realize I, as we were just talking, I didn't even realize that you 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 could get a Sun Prairie East, Sun Prairie West Saturday right away against each other. <laughs> yep, and they've played two one point games. Sun Prairie yeah. East and Verona was a one possession game. DePau, um, their second time as well, and then. Um, I know you asked about Middleton Craig. I'm not sure their first time, but I, I did see their their last time Craig kind of Craig played really well. Craig's one of those teams with high variance though. And that's kind of why like when they're rolling, they are tough. And it was one of those nights for them. Um but uh oh it looks like Middleton did beat Craig the first time. So yeah, they did split. So one one split yeah. <laughs> rubber match round three. That's fun. It's fun stuff. Tough you, draw. Yeah. Um, Chris, did you know or did you have a feeling that you were going to be where you were seated roughly, or did you was it a surprise at all or no? Uh, I mean, full train. If if you would have asked me, it's funny, we we went through like kind of a tough couple weeks there. Um, if you would ask me two weeks before the seating, I would have thought we would have been in that kind of six to eight re- range, five to eight range, and then at when it got time to it, I was honestly thinking that we'd be in that more like nine, ten area. Um, but honestly, seven, eight, nine, ten in this sectional, like we just talked about, um, you know, I think every one of those top 13 or, you know, whatever seeds should be going into a game where they're, they're thinking that they have a chance to win and they're going to be in the mix down the stretch. What's your, uh, what was your best win this year? Ooh, good, good question. Uh, well, Ryan's on the podcast, so. We played well against Green, we played well against Greenfield at home. Uh, I would we played well against Greenfield at home. We just had a really good win against Beaver Dam here to finish the regular season. Um, we beat Monona Grove at home. Those are kind of I would say the three top games that come to mind. Okay. Um, and when we get to Greenfield in D two, I'm not disrespecting someone. Not in yeah. conference. I forgot really bad. I'll oh, ask Edgerton. you Edgerton. Edgerton's got a good team. We played well against them. Um, but honestly, if I'm being completely honest, we we I would say that's one thing our team is missing is that that signature win. Um, you know, we we had some opportunities, but we I would say we we kind of lost at the top of our schedule. Your last game against Beaver Dam was good. They got but a two I seed. Say, I would say the Beaver Dam game at the end of the year. Along, Beaver Dam, Greenfield, and uh, probably Monona Grover, you know, top of the list. I don't want to rain on your parade, but was your last game against Beaver Dam after the seedings came out? Yes, it was. <laughs> Just saying. Um, <laughs> yes, it was. Okay. Well, Ryan, I'm going to ask you the same thing, Ryan, when we get to D2, so you can start thinking about what your best your wins were, but... Uh, all right, so I don't. It's your, it's your, uh, it's your sectional, Chris. I don't. You don't have to pick it. You don't have to part pick of, a, uh, uh, Sorry to interrupt again, but no, part of like I would say like the best win too. Like our our conference did well in in the non conference. Um, you know, so like part of what when you say what was your best win, I, I think immediately to some of the other wins that that teams in our league were able to pull. Um, you know, like I don't even. It, it's you know, a minor thing, but like Watertown went 0 and 14 in our league and they were as hard to guard as any team in our, in our league. Um, if they were just a step better defensively, they win a couple games. Um, they went on the road on a back-to-back to Holman who finished fourth in the Mississippi Valley and won by double digits. Um, 
So just like wins like that are the thing that come to mind first when, well, what were your best wins? Uh, our, our, our league did well in the non-conference, uh, us beating Greenfield, um, well at home, just wasn't another example. That's three on the counter that that's been, that's been referenced without any mention, without any mention of how the game went last year. Yep. Last year's last year. What have you done for me lately, Ryan? Oh, uh, but great. prediction in the bracket, you know, we talked about like, I think there's 13 really good teams that all think they have a chance. Um, but I think that Kettle can, can stand on that one seed and say that they have a resume that's better than everybody and be a, be a very deserving favorite. Um, they'd be hard to pick against. Um, but at the same time, uh, definitely a fun competitive bracket that has a lot of decent teams in it. So I don't know much about Kettle Moraine. Um, uh, what yeah. do you guys tell me a little bit about them? They can really score. They balance. have a they lot just, of good players. Scoring balance. I mean, just there's not one guy that you can really dis- disrespect. There's they got a, a guard I really really like. Shout out Gary Gresh, one of the best coaches in all levels of NCAA. Got a. Uh, Got a really good guard from Kettle Moraine who's going to be a good player there. Um, Will Stucky Stuky, I don't know. He's kind of their their catalyst, but at the same time, it's not always with scoring. He he can score, but he's also a really good decision maker and competitive guard. And you know, he's joined by four guys that can really, you know, what more than they, you know, they can all really score, or they're really good football players that really guard. Roman Thompson's a junior I really like that can shoot it. Um, yeah, I think a team like them, what makes them so good is they have all that going offensively where they have every guy can do something, whether it's make quick decisions or shoot it or uh, playmaker or whatnot. And then they have, they play just zero bad defenders. Like everybody, yeah. nobody is, uh, there's nowhere saw. you can just like, I can attack that guy as a one dimensional player. And I think when you get to, particularly when you get to these like playoff high stress games, that's such an advantage if you have uh, two way guys, even if. You know, there might be some guys that are, are one, you know, one way and they're really good offensively, but if you're not good defensively, then you're just going to get targeted in a playoff game that really slows down. That player becomes a lot more just vulnerable than uh, in a regular season game and, and what makes Kettle so, well, a lot of things besides being really good and, uh, you know, disciplined and experienced and all that obvious uh, stuff that you get within five minutes of watching them play. It's that you, you just got nowhere nowhere easy to go or nowhere where you're like, okay, we can just post this guy up and go get the ball seven feet from the hoop and force a, force a rotation. Just everyone is, everyone's strong or tough or long uh, or some combination of the three. Comfortable uh, playing a lot of different styles too. They went to Wanakee, our conference champion and beat the, you know what, beat the brakes off them and in a really high scoring fast game. And then they beat Arrowhead in a game that's like, you know, something like in the forties or something. Um, so they can beat really good teams in the eighties and they can beat really, really good teams in the forties as well. Here's a, here's an interesting stat as I'm just looking at the roster. Um, Stucky took 106 threes. Okay. Which is the first on this first, the most on the team. Take a guess how many threes the second most person took. That would have been Bester probably. It was not Bester, but it's but it's close. Thompson. (laughs) It was Thompson. And now maybe these stats aren't uploaded or not. It almost looks like it's wrong, but it's if if you're telling me that they have one guy that has 106, the next closest, ten. 
That no, can't be right. They, right? they shoot a ton of threes. That can't be right. They shoot but a ton it of says, threes. Yeah, it it's, well. And it's weird because it says all their games played. The uh, the um, foreign exchange student can shoot it well, too. Um, Viom or something. Oh, and, yeah. Never mind. Now I see the other column. All right. So, yeah, that's wrong. I didn't look at this other column. They have three-pointers made, so yeah, it's wrong because Thompson has – Bester has 43 made. Why, why Bester, Viom, and Thompson can all really shoot it. Yeah, why do they have that? Where they where teams how where stats get put in like that? How does that happen? Is maybe maybe they don't put any of them in, and he's just like near the top for the three point challenge. I'm not. But positive. like it, so, it says it says Bester's 43 of seven, and it says Thompson's 37 of 10. Ryan, you're the guy to answer on this because I don't know. Greenfield, I, I, green, the Greenfield Hustling Hawks are anti-stats on Wiz Sports too. Ryan, mine are 100 percent up to up to date as of 9:52 uh, <laughs> a.m. this morning. I had a, had a yeah. mad dash to get all my attempts in this morning. Otherwise, we were we were really really shooting a high percentage for a while there. So I never turned the ball over in my tenure. Um, <laughs> What what is the prop? What's what is your roadblock or hiccup with getting stats in in a timely fashion, Brian? Um, I take my book like the night of and put the field goal makes and whatnot whatnot in, and then uh, after that, I just after the, it takes huddle sometimes twelve hours, sometimes twenty three hours and fifty nine minutes to get it get it done, and then I you know go back and watch it for my own purposes and doing the corrections and whatnot. And then I've, I've always just put all the, put all the rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, everything except the missed shots and the turnovers I've, uh, I've left out until, <laughs> until today I'm a changed man. So I, uh, I can't, I am no longer, no longer a part of that only makes community. It hurt me a little bit to hurt me a little bit to leave, but I, I had to do it for, we had all conference voting today for, the woodland. So I had to, I was, I was told by my athletic director that I needed to get it done. And so I got it done. So when you guys, you guys go get to get stuff from huddle, whatever, then you have to go to another, like, is it a website that with sports that you log into where you like enter stuff in manually then that too, that way I'm assuming. Yep. And it's, it's pretty user-friendly. You just, it's a couple clicks and you have like a admin login for your team. Okay. Uh, you just click on a team. It's not, it's a very user-friendly, straightforward process i just i don't know why i always only put makes in and then it became kind of a running joke between myself chris and one of our friends steve hicklin from uh lake mills that greenfield has never missed i think i just did it my first couple of games last year and just kept it kept it going oh that's funny i'll make i'll make one shameless plug with with sports um if uh you know if the nicest resource that that fans and parents are using as they want to check out stats after games. Uh, schools that up their, update their stats accurately and efficiently should get one free admin account. There you go. Okay. We'll make your product better by uploading our stats quickly if we're uh, if we feel obligated to do it. Maybe. Um, I think it helps the kids and helps the product better if information's out there for people more people are talking about it more people are engaged more people are interested some coaches think there's some scouting advantage to it but if you're truly going to scout my team based off of the numbers on the sheet you know the raw numbers too not with any inf like actual information right no context 
then we're gonna then our staff is gonna outwork you yeah. um, in preparation. Not saying it's actually gonna impact the game, but we're gonna watch the way that your shots are created, um, not just whether they go in or not. Yeah, we talked about that with Kellett before. I think too, like if you're just gonna try to scout some off a box score, you're gonna get your ass kicked at the highest of levels. I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. So predictions for, I was all set on saying like that Sun Prairie West is coming out of this one. And then I'm all, and then all of a sudden I'm like, shit, they might play Sun Prairie East on Saturday. and might, might not make it out of the weekend. I mean, I the Verona is going to be a tough game for them too. I mean, it's, I, I think the bottom half of that bracket's a gauntlet. Um, if you know, I, I think Janesville Craig's really good. Middleton has as good of an inside outside combo. Wanakee's Wanakee. You know, Sun Prairie West will not have an easy game in those second two games. Um, and it's, again, it's hard. It would be hard to pick against Kettle. Um, but again, like I said, a lot of teams that think they think they're good. I'm, I'm checking. I think Sun Prairie West and Verona was really close, too. Well, Sun Prairie East plays Verona the first weekend or on Thursday or Friday. Um, I know both those were one point games. Verona might have even beat them. Oh, no. No, never mind. Some Perry West beaten by 15 twice. Yeah, that would be my take. Kettle's the, okay. Well, Kettle, obviously they're the one. Kettle's the team to beat. I don't know. I won't be surprised. I mean, there's a lot of these sectionals. I'm like, I'm not going to be surprised. Well, even, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say sectional two here, but okay. We'll move on to sectional two. The De Pere sectional. Um, and I was just going to say, I would, I would be, I, I think I would be surprised if De Pere did not come out of there, but it's a loaded sectional. Loaded. Uh, yeah. You, you look at interesting matchups or whatever. Um, I really want to win on Friday. I really want to beat Madison East, but whoever's sitting at home, you should have a screen on Homestead versus Sussex Hamilton. Cause that will be an awesome game on Saturday. Um, also shout out Tim Franks. Um, having an awesome senior year and I'll put my hand up and say, I used to not, I used to question how you are, you've, he's gotten good um, and had an awesome senior year and he's just not phased. And I'm excited to see what kind of, you know, game he can have in, in those, in these big playoff games as a senior. Um, bottom of the bracket too. Um, no tons of good teams. Those top one through, you know, six, the sectionals as good as anybody. Yeah, I'm just looking through it now, too. Yeah, I mean, you might get a Germantown-Oshkosh-North game on Saturday. That's a great game. Great match. They just played recently. I think North beat them um, at Germantown, but I, 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 did, I didn't watch it, so I don't know what, it, what if it was bad shooting or, you know, some odd stuff happened and they fell behind or whatever type of deal, exactly what it, what it looked like. But that's a heavyweight second-round second round matchup. Um yeah, Sussex or the possibility of Sussex versus Homestead. Yeah, there's some even I know they played De Pere in the second round, but Fondy as a nine seed has, you know, beat some really good, really good teams in the FEA. And now De Pere is a a monster, obviously, and deserves every uh the right to be the favorite and be the king until they until they aren't anymore. But uh there's some really good teams in this sectional. What would you guys do? So let's talk about this and um as, as coaches playing to peer and maybe, I mean, it's, you guys haven't had to play them. So you wouldn't maybe haven't done the scouting report, but like, and how much you've watched them, but what would you do to try to, what would be like your strategy to try to beat to peer? 
I honestly have watched them enough and I would have to know more about, you know, funny. It's like you say that you asked this and that in me wanting to talk about De Pere, um, I feel the key to beating those really good teams is you got to know everything about numbers four through eight so well. Um, you know, I, I know, I, I think, I think Price Gregory doesn't get the respect he, de he deserves. First of all, I think he's one of the best two way players in 2025. And then uh, Kinzinger and Hornseth obviously get all the praise and those are the guys I know a lot about, but I think to truly pull off that upset, you got to know every ins and outs about four through eight and in, in where their weaknesses are. Cause those are the guys that you got to quote unquote expose and put in positions to have to do things. Um, with that being said, I think the Demovsky kids awesome in games that I've watched, uh, yeah. like really, really good. Um, you know, he's a kid that nobody knows like the rank, the state rankings and, I think Mark and Evan Flood are some of the hardest working dudes in the state and what their job is impossible. But if, if, but Roan, but a guy like Roan Domovsky yeah. would score 24 points a game at, at so many different schools in the state. And then, you know, willing hands too. like you, but, but at the same time to beat those guys, those are the two that you need to know where their weaknesses are and, and you got to put them in, in positions to, Kinzinger is going to hurt you no matter, you know, whatever. And, and, and you need to, you need to have a, a Domovsky one for eight game, a willing hands, whatever game, um, you know, easy to say, Oh, I'd, I'd try to attack Hornseth, get him in foul trouble. Okay. You're going to get blocked six times and be right. down 15 to two before the game's going, you know, that, that all sounds fun and dandy, but I think you just got to really understand how to, how to limit the role guys. Or just have Kantu uh, Knipple on your team. Yeah, that's right. The, that's the, that's <laughs> one thing. Our funny, we, we were talking about that at Oregon today. That was yeah. literally exactly what I was going to say. Is you just if you want to beat Tapir, you just you, you get Kantu, uh, and then a bunch of other guys that are really good and selfless and and yeah. awesome, and let him be amazing down the stretch, and voila, you beat uh, you, you beat Tapir. No, they're they're just like so aggressive but patient at the same time like they how they like every single guy is able to when they have their opportunity just go and do it and and yeah. do it so efficiently and easy but yet doesn't force anything uh and they're all like especially obviously zach kinziger and, and orn seth could like could go high volume and score a, a ton of points and team would still probably win uh, just as uh just as often but they play so unselfishly and uh defend so hard and, and you just like everything is is done at a really high level they're an impressive team to team to watch i uh <laughs> i don't even have a great answer to your question i think chris did a good job talking about like you have to try to attack some of the people who have very little weaknesses but have some more weaknesses than the big 10 player and the uh and the northern iowa player do yeah but they are really really impressive did you guys did you guys see what Hornseth's shooting from field goal percentage? I'm gonna it's guess about... 77. Yeah, it's exactly 77. Yeah, I mean, wow. I'd love to uh I'd love to see their huddle stats and know like their team effective field goal percentage. Um and offensive efficiency. I bet they're like 1.25 yeah. points per possession. Like yeah. Um Germantown, uh to get sorry, back to the Finally, bracket. I watched them earlier in the year against Sussex. They got a sophomore that's awesome. Uh, another dude that I feel doesn't get enough respect is Khalil Jones. Um, 
if he gets his left hand going and can go both ways, he's going to be big time. Um, but uh, I, you said they did play Sussex. I was looking at the – or they played um, Oshkosh North recently, and they did lose. But I just remember they just lost to Janesville Craig. Um, my my uh, my Cougars from Craig are playing good basketball right now, yeah, guys. they did. Um, yeah, they lost to him last Craig Saturday. is a scary seven seed. Um, but, Germantown's uh, good, though. They have a uh, really senior heavy and good outside shooting. Uh, the mechanic yeah. kid is – best shooter but they're i want to say they have probably five or six like seniors that are playing college yeah. basketball uh division three level and i assume have been playing together their whole lives and sometimes those teams with that i don't know those experience and a lot of different ways to score the ball and are gonna maybe fight a little extra for each other now in this bracket it's it's a tough tough ask no matter what but i that team's had a really good season so there, there's your answer. You asked about, you know, the Oshkosh North game that they played. They shot 10 of 35 from three. Okay. And Oshkosh North was nine of 15 from three. And Oshkosh North was not a great shooting team from three at all season. Yeah, that's yeah, tough. TV, when you get, TV went five for six. Yeah. When you get 20 more attempts and only one more make, makes yep. the, uh, math, the math. Yeah. It's tough. There you go. Um. All right. What else is going on in that bracket? I'm trying to think of. <laughs> What's oh, yeah, too, like with Oshkosh North, with how many threes they give up to, like, yeah. I'm sure they they don't want to, you know, when they came out and thought they were a top three seed, they, they can't be super excited to see Germantown. That's no. And Hartford has beaten DePaul. Uh, we got to make a shout out. Hartford is uh, Coach Smith at Hartford has been one of DePaul and my, and I don't talk to Coach Smith very often. So this will be a funny shout out if he hears it. He was one of <laughs> Coach DePaul's and my favorite team this year. Uh, Kyle, you want to pull it up? They had the yeah. they had one of they had they've had like just one of the oddest schedules and results in the in the state. Um, just a funny like tidbit. Let me pull this up really quick because I don't want to. I don't want to misquote them, but they've won some. They've like they had a stretch so where their season like, started. So their season started. <laughs> their season started with a thirty point win against Madison Memorial, who yeah. DePaul and I at the time thought was I think we picked to win the Big Eight. Uh, in like a little preseason pick them that we have. Uh, then they lose to Nicolay the next week by 70 points and Whitefish Bay. Then they lose to Homestead by 40 and then beat Grafton by 20, who everybody was, who at the time Grafton yeah. was ranked. And then a right after beating Grafton, they lost, DePaul and I were talking about Hartford, you know, sneaky, and then they lose to Kakana by 30, 40 points. Um, 30. Just kind of an up and down year with some. That's crazy. Games. I'm looking at it now, too. That is crazy. And they beat win? Grafton by 44 the second time. Yep, they beat <laughs> Grafton 97 to 53 end of the year. They lost to Nicolay by 70 points the first time through, and then they lost by 16 the second time through. They, oh. they lost to Slinger by 15 and then beat them by 15. They've just they've kind of had so they like, had some fun scores. Again, yeah, I'd say for a playoff team, you know, the obviously high variance, and you know, Germantown's good, but Hartford's capable of beating good teams and has played has played good teams this year. So uh they won't be scared going into Germantown. Yeah. And and Chris Smith does a lot of prep work. He work he's a hard working coach. Um you know, and with four days to prepare, they'll they'll go in ready to guard Germantown. 
How was uh how's Oconomowoc? I know uh Kellett just I like them. They just played them. I know Oconomowoc's got final act the first game. I like Oconomowoc. They're good. They're deep. Um, good scoring balance. I'd like to pull up some stats to actually speak with some knowledge. But uh, Coach Benish is a good coach. Um, saw them last summer a bunch. Then they left our sectional, so didn't really look at much. But uh, seeing them in the summer was always impressed with just the depth and the amount of dudes that can sub into the game um, and be good. Um, but uh, well, I mean, they're twelve and twelve. I think I said twelve and twelve. Look, this—they lost—they lost to Sun Prairie East, Arrowhead twice, Kettle Moraine. Yeah, it looks like they play like, ten guys every game. Um, I mean, they're, they're they have uh, really good obviously. losses. No, and they mm-hmm. play a good competitive schedule. Um, yeah. And they they hang in with good teams. Um, I know that the the Hoffman kids it, can score, and I know that the uh, the Canigliero kid has been on varsity for a really long time. So they got they got experienced guards and uh, and a lot of depth and scoring balance. So hard team to prepare for. Um, but Ford obviously is as good a coach as anyone in the FEA too. Yeah. I mean, I, I would assume like that's probably not a, the greatest matchup for Oconomowoc to think, Oh great. We get to play an FEA team right off the bat. First, first night. Yeah. But like they're coming, they're not playing. It's not like the FVA playing against a bad league either. Yeah. Um, true. Oconomowoc has played a tough schedule. So yeah. I, I don't think that Fond du Lac will get the like typical FVA intimidation like they got to go on on the road to a team that's played a tough schedule yeah true and it's a team that has beaten two you know they granted they're the bottom of the league but they beat oshkosh west by 32 at oshkosh west so do we do we do we think that anyone but tapir can come out of here i don't know arrowhead i was surprised i mean i don't know much about arrowhead i've heard so many good things about him but do we think that they could beat tapir they are i was gonna bring up arrowhead like I think they – I mean, they won the silver ball last year, right? Like, they deserve yeah. at least the – won the silver ball, won the Classic 8 this year, uh, beat Marquette, but DePierre is so good. DePierre is amazing, but I will – Arrowhead has that, like, D1 football player, like, bully ball big, and sometimes, mm-hmm. like, sometimes Division One basketball players, like, the last guy that they actually want to play against is a yeah. football player on the inside. Um you know, I, I, I wish I had watched more of the Jace Gilbert kid play from uh, Arrowhead, but, uh, you know, his scoring numbers and his efficiency is impressive. Um, but again, this is another one of those brackets where I kind of feel like it's hard to pick against the one seed, which is almost kind of like the theme of these uh, of sectionals two, three, four um, in Division One that you have like really competitive sectionals. Um, but each one seed is probably a deserving one seed. Yeah, they lost they had two losses. The Wisconsin Lutheran first game of the year, and then they lost to uh Kettle Moraine. Like that's that's the only two teams they've lost. Yeah, they beat Marquette. They they're, like they're big, athletic, they play really, really hard. Um Bennett Basich is like as hard playing of anybody in the state. Uh, they're kind shoot of shoot it really well. Shoot um, it really well. Yeah, and their their bench shoots it. Um I I I'll be interested in that, you know. Basich doesn't have dudes like Kinzinger guard him every game. So like, yeah. So he, he, he usually is just so dominant. Um, but I'll be interested to see what he can do. You know, he's a year older and he's obviously really, really good division one player, but Zackle and price is as good a defender too. And I, I think he guards too. 
Yeah, I'm excited if that's if that ends up being the one the sectional final that'll be in that I those I love. We can get some state games before we actually get to state. It's awesome. This yep. sectional feels like you get uh, I mean, you could possibly get that if the if the chalk would hold and you get yep. a Homestead versus Depeer and Depeer's going to play o a really North. tough game. Yeah, sectional semi. O North versus uh, Arrowhead. Like those are some. <laughs> you go down those rosters. There's some players on those on those yeah. teams and players and experience and uh, different styles. Um, no, those would be some. If the if that would hold, uh, there's some. Those could be some pretty sweet sectional games. Yeah, I agree. Anything else, or should we move to sectional? Uh, sectional one. I don't know, any upsets? You think? Well, we better. We we had we hashed everything out. We can go to sectional one. Be good. Sectional one, the the most fun sectional I think of the four. The most like, would we be surprised if? Would we be surprised if Hortonville went to state? Maybe surprised be, a little bit. I'd be surprised. But not shocked. We wouldn't be shocked, probably. I just brought them up because I'm just thinking of like, I, I just, there's so many of these games where anything could happen. First off, if I wish Kel was yeah. on here, by far the best first round game, right? Kimberly Appleton North. Is that by far the best first round game in the 100%, state? 100%. 100%. Not even in the sectional, in the state, in the state, it is the best first round game. Yes. It's insane. Like, it is insane that they are the 8 9 in this sectional. And it's that happens on matchup. Friday night, and one of those teams is going to lose. Mind blowing. That's a great matchup. It really is. Uh, how did the second game? Did you see the second game they played? I watched the first one. The like Wild does when the kid made the half quarter, and uh, yeah, yep. Uh, the OT game. I did not see the second one. Um, I'm 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 trying to think. Yes, yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah. I, no, they won them both. Yeah. Appleton North won, both. won by double digits both times too. Yeah, so that was the game where Kimberly was up. Time. Kimberly was up eight, and then Tamari hit a to hit a three at the buzzer to go into half. So then they were down five, and then North went on like a 10-0 run to start the second half, and then got like a double-digit lead and never looked back. So, so North has won, but North is also they played their best basketball in the first half of the season. Let's just say um, they've had their struggles to end the year here and Kimberly plays everyone close for the most part. And they have been unable to close a lot of teams out and a lot of games out. And they've got a bunch of losses because of it. Big I, win over MAS the other day. Yeah. Very big. Yes. Very big. Um, that was one game they get. They actually were able to close out, but I, I couldn't even tell you. I have no idea who's going to win this game. Yeah, no, I mean, I wish Kellett was on here bad. Actually, he says, but no, you know, I I know they've lost a few in a row, but it's never as bad as he thinks it is, as, sure as good as he thinks it is, especially. And that's never more true than for a coach like Chris Kellett. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, uh, they're frankly they're playing well in their last few. Appleton East, like we said, has won seven in a row against tough schedule. That was at Appleton East. Then they had to go to Oconomowoc, who we just talked about as a good deep team. And then you know they played Nina Tough, who's as good as anybody in this sectional. Um, you know, Nina is probably sitting at practice tomorrow thinking they're going to state again. Um, and Appleton North just played them tough. Uh, so I, you know, and, and they have basketball players. They got kids yeah. that Grant Hardy, Nathan Ramis, Will Sweeney, those dudes have played a lot of basketball um, and they make the right decision with the ball on time. Um, and, you know, I, 
Kimberly is obviously big and athletic um, and deep, but, you know, Appleton North, sometimes for those young kids, the best thing for them is they believe they can beat Kimberly because they've already done it twice. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I, I think that I think that they'd rather have that matchup than maybe than 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 someone like Anina who they didn't score 40 points on either time. I think I think Appleton North, I think Kellett, you know, however he's feeling about his team getting to the sectional and or getting to the sectional and seeing Nina on the sec other half of it, he's got to feel decent. Uh, Massey ratings has Kimberly uh, favored by four, just to let you know. I just decided I'd look it up, but that's going to be a good game, man. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. I feel like that one, that one's going to have some swings in it. Just someone's up 10 and then they're down four and then back. That's a, that's a good basketball game. Yeah. That's the game I plan on being at Friday night. So, um, well, it's bracket wise. Uh, yeah, there's just like like the 13 seed Appleton East is going to go to Eau Claire Memorial and they're going to beat Eau Claire Memorial. You guys know that, right? Like that's going to happen. Well, the Jesperson's church, the church out. is going to make it, out, right, right? Right. He's out in the church. I mean, he's it's. I'm expecting almost just like last year. Remember, every FVA team won except like the top two teams that were predicted in the in the beginning of the season: yeah. Oshkosh North and Appleton East. I am. I'm predicting it. I think all the FAA teams, well, obviously Kimberly or North is one of them is going to lose, but like, I think, I think Kukana will beat Wausau West. I think Appleton East is going to beat Eau Claire Memorial. I think Hortonville is going to beat number three Superior. Nina is going to beat Eau Claire North. Appleton West will not beat Holman. Actually, Appleton West might beat Holman. I have no idea. Don't know a ton about Holman. Uh, Holman has good guards. Um, Holman does have good guards, but they, uh, they're small and they have to play, they play them all together. So, you know, I, the Watertown game, like I talked about, is the only one that I watched And Watertown, like I said, is as hard to guard as anybody. They run good offense, but they, they really lit up Holman. Did but any- I like Holman's guards. I don't know much about Appleton West. I think Gage is a really good coach and as underrated of a coach in the, in the state, just because of kind of the, the landscape of the FBA somewhat and the talent he has right yeah. now, but, uh, and I know he'll have his guys ready to play at Holman, but I do like their Holman's guards. Um, Surprised to see that team as a 15 seed again, or like, to be honest, but again, this, that speaks to the strength of the sectional. Yeah. I, well, I think the biggest Miller mentioned this in his podcast too, but it's like, I think one of the biggest things in this sectional is like that, you know, FEA is considered one of the best conferences in the, in the state, whether it's the best or whatever, it's one of the top. And they're the highest ranked team in the sectional is a five. Which yeah. is crazy. A great point. Which is Kukana, a great you know? point. That is a great point. Um, Those two Valley teams are Marshfield and uh, Smash are both really good. They are very good. Yes. Um, very good. I think part of the issue with that and like, again, there's no real way to, fix this um with the with you know the how the formula or whatever people want to talk about um but one of the reasons like and i get i hate to praise our own conference because i truly do think that our, the badger large was very strong this year it was probably our best year since i've been in the league um top to bottom deepest but i'll also gr- fully admit i think that the the conference was very overseeded um, I thought we got a lot of respect in the in the formula, and I think part of it is due to we only play 14 conference games, so we have 10 non-conference games to really like establish how strong of a league we are and win games outside of the league. Um, and 
also play some like some different like you know we can we can expose ourselves to so many different styles and mm -hmm. types of teams and get a lot of different wins where in the in the fba you got 18 conference games you just have less of an opportunity to to prove your resume outside of the outside true. of the conference that's true um and, yeah but and, and I, so i think it just it hurts you in the seating and that you're beating each other up and then you just have less of a less of an opportunity to make the climb together yeah Let's uh, have you guys watched much of Marshfield and Stevens Point at all? I, I want to give them I have. their respect because they're obviously the one and two seeds. So, yeah, Marshfield, uh, as good of three players as anybody in the in the state with Paul Henson and and Lee, and then uh, good big inside that they're physical that helps. Uh, the big strong, like, I I think that big inside. I feel bad that I don't have his name up. I I like giving dudes like this shout outs actually. That's why we have we can look up stuff as we talk. Yeah, look up yeah, the big because you know everybody right about Paul Lee and Henson all year, but the big the big kind of allows I think he allows Paul to like play the way that Paul wants to play, um, and guard the guys that Paul wants to play. I want to say his name's like a like a um Ethan Ethan Connect, connect. Yeah, Ethan, Ethan Connect. connect. Yeah. Um, he just allows Paul to more like more do the things he really likes to do, um, but they guard. Um, and then they, they really, they played good defense and they really shoot it. Um, there'll be a hard out. Um, but at the same time, they can't be looking at Appleton North or Kimberly. Like it's an easy one. No. Um, that'll be a really tough game. And like we talked about getting through the regional and division one is just different than, 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 than you realize that first weekend is tough, tough, tough. Yeah. Um, yeah and I mean, then Stevens point, uh, I've watched them too. Um, they got one of my favorite players in the state that people, that, People don't, you know, and they, I watched them against Wanakee and they, uh, they are, they are as good defensively as any team I watched this year. Um, they got a kid named Grant Shandana that I think is awesome. Um, I know he's the quarterback there too, college athlete in some sport. Um, but they just got a lot of dudes that, that, that really, really guard, um, and, and make winning plays. Carter Coombs is like, I think as underrated a point guard as anybody in the state uh, for Stevens point too. Um, but they're good. And both those teams, I mean, their losses, they have for the most part, good losses. I mean, Stevens point lost to Marshfield twice yep. and, then, and then Wausau East and then Marshfield lost to Nina and Eau Claire North. No, Stevens point really good defensively. Uh, you know, I would say one thing if I could, and eh, let me look at the bracket. I don't, I don't know if the, they, the one thing I would say is that like this, you know, the, the Stevens point, they, they really do like to lean on their defense. Mm -hmm. and if, if, you know, they haven't played a lot of teams that, that they haven't played a ton of games that got really, really high scoring. And I don't know who wants to play that game. Like if they, if they play Nina, it's going to be just, two best it'd be it's virginia versus virginia yeah um but you know and steven's point they are big and strong and tough and and in position um but no i just i don't know if they i don't know if they'll run into that matchup against a team that's really going to do this to them and get them out of you know you might be surprised they average uh, 63 points a game i mean they're good offensively but yeah. They are so hard to score on in the in the half court, and, it, and maybe I watched them in the wrong game. I watched them against Wanakee, who just was by far the best offensive team in our league and the yeah. fastest. 
and Wanaki just got nothing in transition. And just the amount of times when Wanaki usually got good looks against like teams in our league, Spash just had dudes there. And it and it looked simple. Like when you watch those really good Nina teams and just look looks like five guys in a stance and nobody's really working that hard, but in reality the ball's just not getting in the paint. That's what Spash kind of is defensively. Yeah, I watched them when they came, they came and played at Kimberly. I was at the game. It was there, I was impressed. I mean, they beat Nina early in the year too, but they, yeah, they're a good team. I mean, that's it's obviously that's that is proven. They obviously lost to Marshfield twice, but um, there's a reason they're the number two seed. Yeah, what are they? They went five and zero against the, against the FVA. I'm seeing right now. Who's that? Spash. Uh, Spash. No, they lost. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. They did beat Kimberly. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Who else did they play? Appleton. Oh, yeah, they beat. beat a- yeah, they, they barely Appleton. beat. A- yeah, that was a close they game. Won at Appleton East. East. They beat Oshkosh West. They won yeah. at Kimberly. They beat Appleton West, and they beat Nina. Yeah, it's a good so resume. Really impressive non-conference. Also, one at Wanakee. Um, one at DeForest. Um, you know, they really impressive non-conference resume for Spash. Like really deserving. You know, yeah. we can talk. The the FVA is amazing, but Spash is not an undeserving two seed by any means. No, I yeah, I totally agree. I think that was kind of I don't think I don't I don't think anyone was surprised that Marshfield and Spash were one and two. Like you, you know, you, you talk about the upsets of we kind of expect Hortonville maybe to go up there and win, and that superior that three seed may be a surprise. And obviously, the formula struggle struggles with the, yeah. the their schedule with the out of state stuff, but yep. but Spash is good. I don't. That's Spash Nina potential sectional semi. And first yeah. to first to might be a race 50, to 45. 45. Um but I mean they're both, both really good offensively too. And Nina, Nina, Nina is comfortable. Nina likes to run. I mean, but they also want to hang their hat on being one of the best defensive teams in the state. Um, so no matter what the pace is, it's it would be a dogfight, and there wouldn't be a lot of quote unquote easy baskets scored. Uh, when they played the first game, it was fifty five forty seven, and you know pace in any playoff game is likely to slow down. I think a little bit, yeah, just with less dudes on the court and importance of possession up a little bit. Um, so I mentioned a little you know, bit before. You know about game seven unders, right? Spread and bread. <laughs> Maybe not as much as you do, apparently. No, I'm out. I'm out. Um, so I mentioned Kakana a little bit. What are our thoughts on Kakana? So the, I, I haven't heard, a, I haven't heard for sure yet. But the the rumor is that Carsonaw will be back for sectionals, which is a huge uh, addition if that's actually ends up happening. Yeah, I wish hey, I watched. Totally. Wish I watched more of their games. If I'm being honest, but I know they're playing good basketball right now. Yeah, um, I I see they just lost. Um, but yeah, they lost to Fond du Lac. From what I've heard, they're from what I've heard, they're playing much better defense than they were in the beginning of the year. Um, and I watch more of them early in the year. Um, the last I watched them was the Indian Trail game, which was I don't think was their best game. Um, and I've heard they're defending much better. And I and I'll always say this about Kakana like they're gonna they're gonna go as their defense goes. Like if you know, the with O'Neill and Jensen, obviously, personnel. They can affect as many shots as anybody in the state, but yep. I think they got to hang their hat on on being athletic and tough and big. Um, the shooting is always going to be there for them. 
Yeah, they had won eight in a row before they lost to Fond du Lac in what essentially was a meaningless game. It didn't obviously seedings were out, but um, I, yeah, I think at all back it's it changes, and who knows how you know how much what he's going to be able to give you. Right, he's been out for with a elbow like you don't just come back and start bombing threes probably and feel like you're 100 normal but I mean, it gives I, I definitely wouldn't say it was a meaningless game in the sense that kakana was tied for second in the league and like no coach no i don't care what anybody tells you no coach wants to move down the conference standings um whether whenever the game is um kakana at tied for second with nina with appleton north one game behind is not, I think they're. Does that really, this is for both of you. Does that really matter that if like, do you really give a shit if you finish second in conference or third in conference? I care. Do you really? You know, maybe it's like a, maybe it's a growing up in the Bo Ryan thing and like being, being a, being a Bo Ryan or like he was top four every year in the big 10. I want to be a, I think it's better to finish, better to be second place in the FBA than third. For sure. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, I mean the Nina, Nina took second and Kakana finished third. And then I would North say if there's a non-conference right game after, every game matters too. Like twenty-four games is so small in the in the grand scheme of it. Like these kids play thousands of games their whole life just to have twenty-four games. Well, it's an easy way to spin it, right? You lost, and it's like, hey guys, we lost a game that's meaningless, right? With seedings, we're out, no big deal. But then you want to win because it's like we we're going into the into the playoffs on a high note, you know, right. maybe they would yeah, have a high game winning streak, but you're in a good spot, no matter what, in that sense, like if you win, okay, we're playing well going into the playoffs. If you lose, well, we got time to reset. If you don't play till next Friday, you have you know, whatever eight days for them until they play again. And as long as nobody got hurt and heck sounds like they're getting healthier going into uh, going into the playoffs here, you have a lot of reasons to turn the page real quick, no matter uh, if you're second in the conference or third or, or uh, whatnot. Uh, all right. So picks, what do we think? This is, this is one where you're going to have picks all over the place from whoever you talk to is my assumption. Yeah. I, uh, I'm probably the wrong guy to say this, but I, I, I look at Nina and. Oh man. I took my pick. <laughs> I look at Nina. Oh, come I look on at that, you guys. I know. I look oh. at that. Nina, I look at that Nina draw. And I know that the Nina seniors won the eighth grade state championship in the Oregon youth tournament four years ago. I think they, they got unfinished business. Yeah. You know, they didn't win the actual state. They won an Oregon tournament for God's sakes. They didn't win anything else. Actually, <laughs> matter of fact, I think they might have beaten a Kakana team in the championship, but I can't remember. Well, there's, um, I'll have to ask my sources. There is one senior for Kakana that's playing right now. So, and that's Carson. Hall, so he's not playing. So that's kind of irrelevant. Yeah. It was not, not the, not the state tournament. Like, yeah. That, right. That, uh, that cause you mentioned, you mentioned that last time and I was talking to someone and someone's like, Nina did not win state in eighth grade or something like that. In that grade, I don't know who it was. And so that I went back and looked at like who they, who did, it was not them. Um, and I'm like, no, oh, Nina, no, Nina just simply won the Oregon youth tournament yeah. to, uh, to clarify. There's prestigious Oregon. The real, state, the, real uh, the Appleton the real North, one. the Appleton North sophomores also won as eighth graders, actually fun fact. Um, I'm trying to think who won for the junior year or for 2025, but I can't remember. Um, I mean, if I really care, I can find out. It's not that hard to, it's on, on the website, but 
Um, so you guys are both picking Nina. I I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna say whoever wins Nina Spash. So maybe I'll differentiate and uh, and go Wisconsin Valley Conference and just go go uh, anti the over and back listening contingent here and uh, and, and take Spash. I really like them. Spash I lost tough. twice. I know they lost twice to Marshfield, but I really liked how they played. Uh, those were the I only agree. two games I watched, and then I watched them beginning of the season and against uh, Nina, I think, at the very beginning of the season, just a random random watch. I I like that team. I like that team a lot, but man, Nina is playing so well. Just it just looks it just looks, it feels like a movie you've seen before, right? Where they're just gonna go on go on the run here and they're gonna be up eight with two months to go in the sectional final and uh, knock it's down a, their free throws and there it is. It's, it's not a movie I enjoy watching just for the <laughs> And Nina, people relax. Everyone, calm down. It's just it's it's called jealousy. Um, I bet most of your loyal most of your listeners are probably becoming Nina people now. Yeah, right. I'd love to see like a gra- like a mat breakdown. I actually can see. I think I can see states where people listen. I have to do Apple Podcasts does a bunch of stuff that you can you can kind of sift through. I'm not going to go Nina and I'm not going to go Spash. I was tempted to say Kakana. I think I said Kakana before we started the podcast tonight. I was tempted to. I'm taking Marshfield. Uh, why would I not? They're... Plus, Coach Fisher is a friend of the pod as well. Yeah. Um, they've proven that they like three great, three great kids. Paul and, and Hinson both shoot over 40% from three. Really uh, shoot it. Yeah. I, they, you know, they lost to Nina early, which was a, the weirdest game still to this day in probably the high school state this year that they got beat by like 20 some against Nina, which is just so strange to me. Um, I, I'm going to trust them. They're 22. They've lost two games and they've got some really, really good players. If I were to say one thing and I love Marshfield, I'm not trying to gripe. I think it's really hard to go to state in division one when, when you're all your whole team, I'm not even going to say they're all under their whole entire team is back next year. Is it, the whole team is? Essential. They play one senior that like a defensive guard. Um the the dude is a good defender, um, is a senior. Other than him, I feel like they're all back. Uh so it's just hard to win a set two sectional games with with juniors and sophomores and juniors. Um, but it's not a bad pick, you know. And I would say it's hard to beat Spash three times, but Marshfield is the one seed for a reason. And like I said in every other bracket. I think it may, it may be the year of the one seed in D1. Uh, you do realize if Appleton North beats Kimberly, then the all-sophomore and junior Marshfield team is going to play the all-sophomore and junior Appleton North team, and one of them is going to go to sectionals. And the all-friend-of-the-pod coach uh, matchup, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Unintentionally, might have to be live set up there. for. Uh, I'm going to have to freaking broadcast. go to Marshfield. See, that's I what sucks. That. That's what sucks about this weekend is – um, Kimberly girls are playing too, and if they you win Thursday night, they win Thursday night. Then they're going to play Saturday for a sectional to go to state. And I've been. Should they win? Who do they play? They play Hartford. Uh, it'll be a tough game. It'll be a close game. You'll be up. You'll be over in Marshfield, seventy-five feet away from the court, watching. Yeah, right. No shit. North. So I don't know if I'd go to Marshfield to watch that. I might go watch Kimberly girls. Might be able to do both. Those will uh, be sitting on your couch with, with Homestead Hamilton on one screen. Oh my God, there's gonna be so much basketball. Okay, so you guys got Nina. I'm taking Marshfield. Um, 
with uh with a with a spash asterisk in there that we that we would like to share is there i don't know i don't know Seabird, you never answered me I, I texted you and keltus do you know how they reseed when they get to state i think it's the same computer formula and to answer your question um that you you asked if if nina went would they be the three again like because of being probably six? Probably, yeah. Well, I, I would happened. say if if Marquette made it from sectional four, they would be seated ahead of Nina. But if like, oh if, yeah, yeah, I would for sure that I, for sure if it's if it's Depeer, Kettle Moraine, Marquette, and Nina, Nina's the four without a doubt. That's you know what I mean. Yeah. I agree with that. But I was just curious. We were talking about it, but so if it is the same, it's the same computer system with those playoff games added in. That's my understanding. Yes, believe so. Or actually, does it not take the computer the playoff games to Pow? Do you know? I would think it has to take the playoff games in, but I don't. I don't know I would, for sure. So I, I would think. It, I would think it would have to too after last year, if when Nina went from a six seed to a three seed. I would think it does too, because who did they did they jump Kettle? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who, who was the had, one seed? And, and Kettle would have had the lowest strength of schedule through their sched their sectional opponents. Yeah. Right. But they were like a one seed that was fourteen and ten in the regular season. That yeah. was an odd sectional last Got year. It. Yeah. Okay. So let's assume, well, whatever. Who do we think we're, we, who do we think is going to win state? Who do we so, think is uh, going to win each of those matchups? Provided. Yeah, I would have a hard time picking it against a peer yeah. in division one. Yeah. They, I, oof, you have to play so well. I feel like you'd, you'd have to play so well and catch the catch. How did Marquette do against a I know they played at the, WBY DePierre obviously won, but it was pretty. Remember. It was pretty close. I think DePierre ended up winning by double digits, but I think it was a, actually a relatively close game. I could it, be that's wrong. That's the that's the first team that comes to mind, sort of in that. And again, they'll have to they'll have already played Arrowhead, um, potentially. Um, yeah. But Marquette is the first team that comes to mind to me. But again, with like, just with. With how much rim protection and defense DePierre has at the at the at the basket, I feel like it's a tough game for Minnesota to really make his presence felt. DePierre beat them by seventeen. Yeah, oh, maybe wow. it wasn't as close as I thought. Let me. Um, what was the halftime score? That's thirty nine thirty four at half. Five point game at half. So, so what's? Yeah, would you rather see DePierre Marquette or would you rather see DePierre Kettle Moraine? I think well, Kettle played them tough last year at state. They did. They, Kettle did play them tough they, at state. They did. They played them tough. They played it slower and you know were able to score efficiently. So maybe maybe some of that familiarity matters. Um, like your my initial reaction was, well, Marquette could make 18 threes and you know it could be you know a wild one, a wild one that way. It's just so hard to stop to peer. They're so efficient. I just keep yeah. ever since you brought up i'd love to see their huddle stats on what their points per possession is i've been thinking about trying to ballpark like how what what that might possibly be i watched them play pewaukee the other day on the stream it's just, man they get both those teams are so good but man Depier just gets great shot after great shot after great shot um but kettle did play him tough last year at uh at state and i don't remember what the final was it was a five right or ten somewhere mm -hmm. in that yeah, uh, it was a lot closer, I think, than anyone thought it was going to be, me included. I don't know. Okay. So we're all picking to here to win it all? Yeah, that would be my pick. Okay. Agree. 
Anything else on D1 or we uh, get to D2 here? All right, D2. Let, it's 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 late, so let's uh, let's maybe not spend as much time on D2. No offense, Ryan. It's fine. Yeah, Holy Cross is where the money's at, anyway. Yeah, we gotta get to this Holy Cross roster stuff. It's a it's gonna be a right. fun fun reveal. Uh let's start with your uh, let's start with your sectional, Ryan. You're in four, right? I'm in D, we're in D2 sectional four. Is there a reason D2 does their proceedings like that and not like sectional one? What is the point? The same makes thing no is it not? To me. makes no sense to me uh getting moved up oh. to division one that was all that was what i'm most excited about is getting the whole sectional seated um and again There's... i don't want to make this a bash that i wish we were seating the whole state um let alone a whole sectional but yeah. i think as long as uh coaches are on twitter or you know people tweeting about bashing the formula but if coaches are also tweeting about having to drive an hour and a half right. or two hours for a regional game, then, then you're just, then you're, you know, keeping us stuck in the mud. Um, but I, it makes no sense to me that they only seed half the sectionals. Yeah. I, I just, I didn't, I know it. I've noticed it obviously over the last years, uh, how many years, but I just, I didn't know if there was an answer of why that D one's one way and everything else is another way. I think I, it's I travel really. I think it's a travel question, but have to be, have to be the only thing that would make, Makes sense just looking at some of them where particularly the more up north sectionals where you have like from Shawano to lacrosse in the same in the same sectional. Maybe that's why they split it, split it that way. But yeah, when you look down in the Milwaukee or Madison area, like all these schools and both both of these half sectionals are within a half hour at most of each other. Yeah. yeah. Outside of Milwaukee Marshall driving up to play at Reedsburg, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, we're, what section are we starting in? We're starting. We're starting with Ryan's because green oh, yeah, four in sectional. Yeah, uh, section four. So you guys break it down. Like, I don't have no. I don't know anything about. Well, I don't, I obviously, guess, Lutheran's in there, but. Yeah, I mean, I guess to talk about what the Oregon Panthers talked about at practice today, that basically everybody in the state, you know, everybody, everybody stinks, or you got con canipple. <laughs> um. You know, everybody, everybody has their flaws. Everybody can be beat kind of like we were talking about with, you know, 13, you know, there's so many seeds that think they have a chance to win. Uh, obviously this sectional has con, it has some, it has star power. Con Jaquan Johnson is like as tough of a player in a sectional setting or against a really good team. How did Pius play Wisco this year? Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I'm gonna look it up right now. I know they played Pewaukee. They went to OT at Pewaukee. Pius did. Okay. Earlier, earlier in the year. Yeah, um, I mean ja Jaquan's tough against good teams. And then the bottom half of the sectional, um, you know, it's like I feel like with um, like with my sectional, like where there's firepower to get out of the regional. I, I look at that 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 group of six teams: Racine Park, South Milwaukee, Greendale, Martin Luther, and Greenfield. Those are five really good division two teams um it'll be tough to get out of that top that top portion of the bottom half of the bracket um racine park's got a really good defensive guard um but i think whoever comes out of that will be a whoever gets comes out of that regional would then likely face con two in the sectional final so it was 43 37 Wisco wow. was up at half on Pius the second time they played Wisco won by 15. That was at Pius. Uh, 
Jaquan had 34 points, six rebounds, eight assists. Khan, 35 points, nine rebounds, five assists. Yeah, there's some talented players in that Woodland West and and just down here in Division Two. Coach DePaul kind of he, you know, I hate that this I hate that this has almost become like people think of it in like derogatory terms at times because the of how talented he was. But DePau described Jaquan Johnson in a way almost like Rockets James Harden to me the other day. Um, the prime James Harden in the sense that like it doesn't matter who Pius is playing against. Jaquan will get them a good shot. Um, and yeah, he's, you know. he's such a strong player and, and he can, man, he just, he just gets downhill. He's a good passer, willing passer. Can't get the ball from him. He's got a you know high usage rate as he, as he should, cause he makes, makes good plays and um, gets to the free throw line a ton. Cause he's you know, so strong. And if he misses the shot, he just grabs it back. He's a, he's a darn good player, but uh, you know, Wisco's, Wisco's fantastic. You know, Whitnell has a really good team. had a had an awesome season. Um, there's a lot of good teams. You know, Wisco is has every right and deservedly the, uh, the 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 top spot because they've just they've beat everything in in sight. And you know, it's it'll be a fun it'll be a fun bracket, I think. But uh, they again deserve all the all the accolades that they that they get because they beat. I mean, heck, looking at their schedule and and uh, just see watching their film and our conference pool throughout the season, man, they play really good, really good basketball. Yeah, I just went through it. They, of all their wins, obviously, they had a loss. They have four wins that are single digits. Everything else is double-digit win. Yeah. So they're it's not just playing like, a lot of close games. It's just like progressively. They're, just, they're up 10 to 4, then they're up 20 to 8, then they're up 35 to 15, and then – the next thing they just it just keeps going up and up and up and they just they're uh kind of like the DePier thing where they just they just get great shots every time. They have, you know, those other guys are really good players, really good, good players. Shooters. Yeah, good shooters. Good shooters. Yeah, good shooters too. Um they again Khan is unbelievably, unbelievably special. They uh they're fantastic, fantastic basketball team. Well coached. Coach Walls, great, great guy, great coach. They uh they have, they have it all. They have it all. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking through, like, if you just looking at their shooting, it's like Contu's at 40%. By all accounts, a down year for him shooting this, you know, this year from three. I think one year, I don't know if it was a sophomore, he was like 50%. Last year, I think he was like 45 or 46. So he's a little down this year. But then, like, Rinfleisch is 50%. Now he's only taken 34, but Zen's 42%. Melloc, 43%. Um, it's it's unbelievable. These guys can all just shoot it. And it's like they, I swear they hit like the most timely threes as well. Like anytime like the game's close and all of a sudden, oh, good, Contu didn't shoot it. Oh, wait, this guy did. Now he made it. Now it's, you know, it's irrelevant. But like, they're, they're fun yeah, to they, watch. They sense the moment really well. It's a good yeah. point. You just yep. like they're all of a sudden the other team's kind of like chipping back, maybe got it to <laughs> probably like nine or 11 where you're yeah. like in the, oh, maybe they'll make it a game. Nope, going to, uh, Melloc or Zens or whomever just steps up and knocks down the kick out three or they come up with the 50 50 ball. They, they uh, really, really sense the moment. Well, so you got a four. Were you surprised? Did you expect a four? Or where did you expect to be? Um, I, I don't know. was, was hoping, uh, you know, we had, we had a really good win over Milwaukee Hamilton, who was the number two in the division one sectional oh. four, uh, won the city gold. Um, was 
hoping that might buoy, but end of the day, uh, got what we got. We had winnable. We had games that we, you know, wish we could have got during the season and is what it is. Got to, got to go play. We got a home game on Friday. Uh, it'll be against, um, you know, we'll see who wins, I guess, tomorrow between Martin Luther and Cudahy, but, uh, you got a home game in a, in a regional semifinal and you just gotta see if we can get to Saturday and move, uh, move from there. Parks real good, deserving, had a nice, uh, bounce back year in the Southeast conference. I think they were 11 and three in the sec, good guards, like, uh, Chris said, um, and then they have a real big, strong dude inside. So we'll just, uh, go play and see what happens. And, uh, you know, the computer and all that stuff, whatever happened, happened and we move on. So who is your, uh, ask you the same that I said, I was going to ask you. I'll I say it. He should, he should not have been the four, but this is what it is. There's it's, it's all within one or one or two, whatever. What, what was your, uh, what was your best win? This year, uh, Milwaukee Hamilton. Was it okay? That was by far the one. Okay. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't know if they actually won the city conference tournament. They were in the championship and they won the regular season. They went eleven and one. Uh, city league. We had some. Hell, we lost to Whitnell by three at home. Real good game. Uh, Pius twice. We were in in tight games, and you know, um, it's a good part, fun part of playing in the woodland. You get some good opportunities to play real good teams. Um, just gotta, just weren't able to get done some of those close games, but that's uh. That's okay. Fun to compete. All right. So we all agree section four is Wisconsin Lutheran. Maybe. Right? Yeah. <laughs> unless unless Greenfield really gets hot. All right. So then sectional three, which was the, the greatest thing ever, is that we got Pewaukee and Wisconsin Lutheran separate. Um I'm just looking through this. Any anything from this sectional that you guys stands out to you at all? That Sectional three is, I mean, Pewaukee, Tosa West. Tosa West, yeah. Stoughton. Stoughton and Mount Hora played two really good games this year. Stoughton is Stoughton and Pewaukee played a really good game yep. this year. Yep. Um, Stoughton's played a super tough non-conference schedule. Actually, Chris knows a lot more about them than I do with them being a, a cross or whatever near town, near town rival and playing them at the start of the season every year, but Tosa West as a three is a, is a tough three seed with, yeah. uh, with Kai and all those, all those guys with that. Pewaukee obviously is Pewaukee and he's one going for the, going for the four Pete and Nick Janowski and all those other, just the shooting everywhere. Um, and then Stoke Mount Horbs really fun, really fun to watch. Can fill it up. Um, Milton's talented. This is a kind of, this is a fun, Fun sectional. A lot of offense. Agree, maybe the highest scoring yeah, yeah. sectional. Yeah, I would just say, um, just real quick, obviously the top of the bracket kind of is the top. I think Tosa West and uh, Pewaukee are really, really good teams and and set up for a potentially really interesting sectional semifinal. Beaver Dam getting the two seed, it definitely helps them in that they're one of those teams that for some reason is like they're really tough to beat at Beaver Dam. So Tosa West will have to win at Beaver Dam. Mm-hmm. Um the bottom half of the bracket, I think Stoughton's as good as any team in the Badger Conference has been since I've been in the Badger Conference. Um, yeah. Milton, um, just an interesting tidbit on Milton. They went 7-0 and in the Badger Large the second time through, so they played much better basketball the second latter half of the year versus the first half, and they have a legit scholarship guard. Um, so tough in the playoffs. And Mount Horeb, uh, and it, that guards a senior, and then Mount Horeb is – as hard to guard as any team in our area um, with a 
Platteville commit senior and another sophomore that can really, really score. Um, so the bottom of half of the bracket, I think, is interesting. Um, you know, there's I'd say there's four or five teams that all really think they could win it. And then Stoughton, while also being really good, I promise they did not want to have to play Fort Atkinson because um, Fort Atkinson guards, guards people. And and that game will be slow and they will not give up easy layups. Stone does have guys that can shoot them out of it and 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 can shoot it, but uh, Fort Atkinson won't give up easy stuff, and they'll grind you, and it'll be physical, and yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people probably just assumed it's going to be Pewaukee, but I, yeah, like Stoughton played Pewaukee tough in Pewaukee. That that game, if they play again for the to go to state, will be. I would expect it to be very very close. That was yeah, a really good be a game. game. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be a game. Stoughton's got three college guards they got two they got you know two college bigs and you know everybody can really play and then their whole bench is really 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 athletic um their guards are really high iq i i can't say enough good things about stone yeah i mean and let's obviously let's take some time here to you know we've talked about a bunch of kids nick janowski is as good of a shot maker as there is in the state it is unbelievable sometimes some of these shots he makes it's just like what do you do like what do you do? He uh yeah he can I mean the step back going either direction the post game the like ability to to draw fouls and and the craft on all the up fakes and and fade away he's he is a special 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 and the competitiveness is better than all of that stuff yeah like, yep. just, yeah exactly he plays I... so hard and like you can't help but you you just feel it when you're watching him and we played Pewaukee in sectionals last year uh and you just you just feel it on the court like he is he is uh he just always getting after it always ready to like take if you give him an inch he's, he is taking it every single time and not feeling bad about it whether the score is six to six um or you know 58 to 58 in a, in a tight game he is he's just coming after it and, and it's awesome to it's awesome to watch it's not amazing to coach against but it's yeah. uh it's uh awesome to watch and i mean going for the four pete i know i'm sure he um i don't know if disrespected or, or whatnot would be the wrong would be the wrong word because like con deserves all his uh credit and is a flat-out amazing player and those two are always kind of compared together but nick's got three three gold balls going for going for the four i don't know how many players have done that in state history would need a someone with a little more uh, record book chops than, than I have, but yeah, to have a chance to go for the four beat is uh, unbelievable. Yeah. I was, was going to say the same thing about his competitiveness being his best trait. Funny uh, Janowski story, um, you know, sixth grade state tournament. I'm reffing. <laughs> no, sixth grade state tournament. It's a sixth grade. I think it was a Franklin youth invite tournament and DePau and I are reffing together. Oh boy. Um, and we have Pewaukee versus someone, you know, early. I can't even remember. And Pewaukee was, versus Franklin. It's one of those games where you're just you're driving up and down. And Pewaukee, shout out. Hopefully someone can re- reply to this on Twitter. Pewaukee had a big that moved out of town that they definitely would have won four state because he four straight because that dude was awesome, too. I think he moved to Maryland and his dad like played Division one or something. Um Whoever that is, I wonder if he's still good now. But anyways, Nick Janowski is making buckets that like translate to the highest levels of basketball in sixth grade. He is his handle was so advanced. 
he's making passes and Ryan and I are reffing, but it's one of those where you're like looking at each other every, like every couple plays, like, holy cow. And he must've had 40, 15 and 15 in a sixth grade game. Um, and yeah, you're just watching him like, what is, what am I witnessing right now? This guy yeah, yeah. is unbelievable. He's inside 12. out, inside <laughs> out crossover combo step, the same exact move he's doing now he's doing in sixth grade. And, uh, no, it was, uh, it was fun to watch. Um, slapping the floor, like his competitiveness, whether he's playing, you know, in a peach jam game or against Wisconsin Lutheran or against, greenfield in a meaningless conference crossover game after the seeds have come out he's his he's his competitiveness is is it jumps off the screen um it's cool yeah i got to watch him since care that much we were all i was always coaching caden who didn't play in high school well didn't play varsity but like we always had our kimberly groups travel together so we were always down in pewaukee and all that stuff so i've watched nick since he was in probably third grade, third or fourth grade, I remember. And it was just like this kid's, and his obviously brother Ashton played the same year as Jameson. So um, it was uh, his dad, also, his dad also yelled at me right before the half about a weird out of bounds call on the baseline, I remember. But he was super nice about it afterwards. He was probably right. <laughs> he probably was. We we probably had, we were probably 22 games in on that weekend. Um, fun fact, my cousin was uh, the best man of his dad's wedding. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Let them know to lay off the youth refs. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, I Nick is going to end up with one of the most amazing, incredible career like stat lines in the history of Wisconsin basketball. Like mm-hmm. between all the scoring and the, the assist rebound, like the titles, like you're going to look at it and be like, this just stands, this like stands with very, very few people. Like it's going to be amazing. So I hate to say this because Con 2 and what I think of Con 2 and how good Con 2 is and this and that. And like there's been some good guys come through in the last few years with like Baldwin and what his like. But with stati- with the statistics and the era that we're in, is Nick Janowski the best high school shooter in Wisconsin history? Is he like a lifetime 47% three-point shooter and have the most three-point makes ever? Like he's got to have the career three-point makes record or close. I've never, you know, out of all so like if, if we're talking like in the Steph care, if the in the Steph Curry generation of NBA basketball, and I hate to say that because I truly think Contu is a better shooter, yeah. but but the way that Contu plays in high school basketball, like you could like make the argument that like Nick Janowski is the Steph Curry of Wisconsin high school basketball. Um, it's an interesting take. I'm trying to find his. And like his competitiveness and all that is great. And that's what we want to, that, that's what I keep coming back to. So how, how many guys could you say he might be the best shooter in Wisconsin high school basketball history, but he's also just a, a crazy competitor. Do you want to say the best, maybe the best scorer? No, I'm not willing to go there. And, and I love you, Nick. You may be the best sixth grade scorer in that you scored NBA translatable buckets when you were 11. Oh yeah. I mean, but, yeah. But I'm not calling you the best scorer in Wisconsin history. I might call you the statistically the best shooter in Wisconsin high school history. So which he's just crazy to say. He's 38.2% this year. He was 41.8 That's last year. That's 40... low for him, but he's obviously taking crazy tough shots. Yeah, his career is 44.4. And he's probably made what 303 or how many hundred threes? 281 from six of 633. I mean, that's pretty good math there, there, Ryan. 
Yeah, I mean, if he goes down, makes 300 threes, wins four state titles, and hits 45% from three, you got to say he's one of the best statistical shooters in Wisconsin history. And, you know, it's like we kind of mentioned, it's, it's a shame that those two – it's cool because him and Contour are in the same grade, right? And they've always, they've grown up kind of together, but it's like, it's a shame because it, one's always, it's like, if you are talking good about one, everyone thinks that you're bashing like the other kid, like, Oh, oh he's yeah. not, you know what I mean? It's Correct. not like, it's just, they're both absolutely incredible. Yeah. yeah they're just fantastic just, players. Just, uh, just a, uh, just a, you know, to point out that Nick J might score a thousand points from behind the three point line is kind of insane. And now, of course, and I'm going to, of course, do the exact same thing that I just said I didn't want to do, which I'm just going to look at Contu's stats. <laughs> See, it's a you're calling it LeBron versus Michael now. Oh boy, um, everything everything's a comparison. All right, well, I look up this. You guys decide. Who do you guys do you guys do you guys pick who you're coming out of sectional three? Oh, this, uh, is, this is Woodland versus Badger. I'll take the the Woodland team. Yeah, I'd love to take the Badger then. I'd love to take Stoughton and and think that everybody thinks that we don't have a chance. But uh, Stoughton's got to get through Mount Horeb, who played him to a two possession or one possession game twice, or played him tougher than anybody in our league. And Milton is playing as well as anyone in our league right now. Um, and Pewaukee's got to play Tosa West, who's not. Yeah. Uh... yeah, so like it's that. This is a this is a really underratedly fun sectional in Division Two. This is almost the uh, the De Pere Arrowhead. Um, homestead sectional of division two i think yeah there's probably four four top 10 teams i haven't looked at the coaches poll or anything but no, i yeah. think four easy top 10 teams or likely top 10 teams all right um let's move to sectional two so this is a schwabanon's the one and nicolay is the one i believe most people probably think nicolay is coming out of this sectional i would assume yeah, I would think I haven't. I admittedly haven't watched the Green Bay Fox Valley teams in, in Division Two too much. I saw some of Ashwaubenon scores, and they had been an awesome year. And I know a lot of those kids are playing. A couple I saw like lacrosse and uh, yeah. a few of their playing college basketball, so they're good players and played with that Chapman team that was real good yeah. uh, over the over the summer. But Nicolay is uh, man, talented and aggressive and. They're, uh, I mean, won the North Shore. They beat Homestead in a wild game the other day. And Davion Hanna is as good as <laughs> we keep, we sound like we're just praised, but there's some good, darn good players in Wisconsin right now. And he is, yeah. he does some just unique stuff athletically and feel for the game and, and just can score 22 points and just flat out dominate, uh, dominate both ends of the court. They're going to be, they're going to be tough to, tough to beat. And should they make it, um, yeah, they'd be on be two and a three. I can't remember if they made it two years ago too, but or two years ago too. Excuse me, um, but they've been on quite the run. Yeah, I don't know a ton about some of. The, I mean, I, I've watched. Schwabenon always seems to play everyone tight. They're they're Mark's always got something up his sleeve, coaching wise, to handle like the best of the best teams. So I don't ever want to count them out. Um, but yeah, it does sound like Nicolay is obviously the by far the favorite in this sectional. Uh, Cedarburg's one conference loss, or uh, sorry, Nicolay's one conference loss too was to Cedarburg. Mm. Um, so they definitely like have their attention. Um, mm -hmm. Like I'm probably, I'm almost, I might be going the other way in that argument, and that like Cedarburg has Nicolay's attention now. <laughs> they believe they believe they can beat him for sure, but Nicolay's not going to take him lightly. Um, Cedarburg's good. 
They uh they beat Whitmill the other day on a Saturday. They have a nice team, but just Nicolay. Nicolay's A. Here's what I would say, and that's the Nicolay's A game is I don't know if anyone can match that. Yeah. I like Plymouth and West Appear. I've watched both of them only once, though. I saw West Appear in a game they lost, actually, and I saw Plymouth in one of probably one of their better games, I would think. Um, but both shoot the ball well and have like good athletic size. Um, so two good teams. So whoever wins that game will give, uh, you know, we'll give a Schwaben on a game for sure. And uh, I know West Bend West has a good, has a good wing. Okay. What do we know about section of one? Not a lot. Wausau East, a lot of big wins this year and river falls was in and out of the top 10 all year. And then uh interesting stat from uh, DePau today that he said, oh. I think West <laughs> Salem's got to be one of the best shooting teams in the state. Um, we haven't seen them much, but I think they've shot like 873s this year or something crazy. They've shot. They have attempt. Crazy game. I sent you and uh, you and Hicklin. I need to, I need to see the actual yeah. number. I'm looking it up right now too. It was 36 or 37 a game. West and, Salem has West Salem shot 872 threes in 24 games. 872. And they have a and they have a and their point guard gets the rim. So like they have a scholarship guard who is a slasher and he's obviously surrounded by a ton of shooting. Um so like I'll be interested to see and they've made the jump up in a sectional or in a division and you know, lost college players last year. So it's impressive the kind of run they're on. Um, if they can put it together another run here. Um, but River Falls and Wausau East have played good basketball all year too. So it's a I'm excited to see that sectional final. Um, kind of whoever gets there. Obviously a lot of just like we talked with some of the other sectionals and a lot of good teams and competitive games. And Shano has a, a kid that I think is as underrated as anybody in the state. Mosinee played Kakana really tough and has a good guard. Mm-hmm. On Alaska's on Alaskan's always good. Lacrosse yep. has a scholarship guard. Um, so there's more good teams than this this sectional gets credit for. Fox Valley Lutherans won that one, what, like 40 conference games in a row? I was gonna say they, I think they've only lost one game this year. Yeah. So I think there's more good teams than than people are giving the sectional credit for, but um but at the same time, I, I I think that's a really interesting sectional final if West Salem were to match up with uh, one of those northern teams, like River Falls or Wausau East. So who's like? I mean, is is your pick West Salem? Um, like, would you take them or no? I mean, that's got to make the jump to D two, and then you get to. I I don't know enough right about. I'm going to plead a little unawareness here. That I don't. The only thing I know is that West Salem shot 872 threes, which right. was, was you. You have to mention the percentage as well. Thirty-two percent. Thirty-two percent on 872 attempts. They are uh, that's a lot getting that's those babies lot. up. They uh, they uh, that's a vote. All I all I can say with concrete evidence right now is that West Salem is going to shoot a lot of threes. Oh my bad. Fox Valley has been lost twice this year. Who were their losses to? They lost to Xavier by three, and then they lost to Appleton East. By how much? Uh, six. That was close the whole game. They were up the whole game, and then they just – Joey did Joey things, and East got the yeah. lead. FVL is seniors, too. Um, yeah. FVL is seniors. So, like, I, without knowing a lot about them, I'm – I you know, I'm in – I like – the idea of picking teams that are that are seniors in the playoffs. Um, yeah. 
but I, I think this is a really fun sectional and that I, I almost think of all the sectionals we just talked about, there might be more potential winners in this sectional than any other. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't, I'm just looking at on Alaska here too, with six losses. I mean, I even weirdly want to say Mosinee. Yeah. I'm just looking at, so on Alaska lost to Wisconsin, Lutheran, Grafton, Marshfield, um, a border battle team, Caledonia. The last one. I mean, they're. I know. I know. Mark Miller was high on them on the podcast. They beat Mount Horeb. I don't know. Yeah, you, no, you might be right. Well coached. Yeah, I mean, this this is the bracket. Like, who the hell knows what's going to happen? No, I could see. I could see. I I could see six or seven teams winning this. Yeah. Now, likely, whoever comes out of this is going to be the four seed. At state, correct? Um, I would think so. Because Lutheran will be the one. And then whether it's Pewaukee or Stoughton, Nicolay, I mean, if you assume Nicolay is coming out, those will be the two, three. And again, that, that probably speaks to why it's so wide open too. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be weird. We might not even get a, uh, depending on what happens at state, we might not even get Wisconsin Lutheran and Pewaukee at state, which is what everyone thought would happen, but... Well, Greenfield is going to. Yeah. Greenfield is the the sleeper pick in this, in the whole entire thing. Exactly. All right. Uh, we're just going to stop. We're not even going to go to D3 or 4 because we got to get the Holy Cross rosters. Is anything else? We Anything else to say about State other than we're really fucking excited? It's a fun time of the year. Just it talking awesome. through these, like, like I, uh, and looking at the brackets, whatever, casually and passively at school is. Uh, or or uh, on your phone or whatever is one thing, but like talking through it, man. There's, I think my biggest take was there's so many good Friday, just Friday matchups. Are, that I know. first day, there's like you don't look through and ensure there are teams that deserve great credit and and uh, you know to be favorites going in, uh, you know going in to make a deep run. But there's a lot of really good teams with really good players and and some. <laughs> tough matchups right off the, right off the get go. Like yeah. if you're a fan of, if you're a fan of hoops, um, you, uh, you could, I don't know how many regional finals get played on like Saturday afternoons, but if you're a big boys basketball fan and some of these more Metro areas, whether it's Milwaukee or the Fox Valley or the Madison area, you got the chance to you know bounce around and watch some really good, really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, think about that for as good as the Friday games are, the Saturday games are going to be even more crazy. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, for anyone who does not know that's listening, uh, there is a men's tournament, Holy Cross men's tournament in Kukana. It's uh, two weekends. It's it's weird this year. I don't know. Have they ever done this, Siebert, where they have a, a week off in between or no? I have, I don't remember it ever happening. Can't recall. Yeah. Off the top of my head. So it starts, starts the week of March Madness, uh, the 22nd of March. And then the week of the uh, uh, Easter weekend is is a break, and then it picks back up April fifth, sixth, and championship is on the seventh. So I've had a team the last two years in it. Um, the last two years, it's been high school kids. Um, and Siebert, you've been playing. How long have you guys both been playing in this? Since uh, college, right, Depau? Yeah. So two ten yeah, years. This will be ten. Not for me, but 
This will be 10 for me. So your first year out of college, you played right away? Yeah. Who were, what team are you on? Um, this is actually making me question it because I feel like I played for – how did I get – I'm a G. I don't know how I would have had a team right away unless he was adding another Lawrence team because the yeah. Lawrence guys were getting old. Yeah, so you, did you, ever, you never played in the Lawrence team? I didn't play with the Lawrence guys. Okay. Um, That's why I, I asked. I figured that you got asked from someone, but I don't know. I didn't play with the older Lawrence guys, but I can't really remember who we had first. I just remember being bad at first and then it just being like a, a work in progress to get enough players. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been fun. It's always one of my favorite weekends of the year. Um, I clear out the clear it off on the calendar as soon as anything. Um, it's another but, such a just love of, love of the game. Like every person in there, just everyone in there loves basketball. It's awesome. And, it's such an awesome time. You know, it's so much fun. I've been going there forever and it's, I just, every year it's just, yeah, like you, I like block it off. And now I've blocked it off because I'm having teams in it, but um, it's so much fun. Yeah, you, want me to, you want me, you want me to go first? The, uh, yeah, either way. Do, do we want to go, do we want to go back and forth? Like, all right. So uh, we mentioned three of my players on the podcast tonight. Three of them. Three of them. Yeah. Um, Let's take a guess here. You want to guess? Can we, can we have a guess? Can we have a guess game? Yeah, go ahead. Guess. Guess the three. Are they all seniors? I, yeah, you can't have juniors. I don't think. Yeah. Well, Janowski. Let's just say Janowski, Basic, Hornseth, Hornseth, Minnesale, and Con two. I said three. You just named five. Well, I know, but are any oh. of are? Did we just knock off the three of them? Yes, the three of them are in that five. Okay, you guys are going to be good. You guys are going to be good. Yeah, I got Con, I got Contu, I got Nick and Bennett Basich. I love this. Good start. Yeah, that's a good start. Um, Josh Metzger. What happened to uh? So they're not playing. The like BSN guys are not like the old guys are not playing together. Um. The goal or the hope was that Con two and Con one play together, right? Father son matchup. Um, so Con one is hurt, like we talked. Well, we talked before the podcast. So Con one's, I, we'll see. We'll maybe he can play, but right now it's looking like he's not going to play. Uh, but those they wanted to play together, right? Yep. And this will probably be Con two's only shot at Holy Cross until he retires professionally, which he's going to be what close to forty, whatever. Uh, and he wants to come back and be the best player in Holy Cross. Yeah, 42. well, so so the goal the goal is to win the goal is to win Holy Cross this year, obviously. So, um, I let them kind of have free reign of like you guys decide what you want to do, how you want to put this team together. I just my name is going to be attached to it. Okay, so you have those three high school guys. Yeah, you have Josh Metzer. Yeah, you have Andrew Brugink. Yep, you have uh, Elijah Goodman. Yep. Shit, there you guys are good. You guys are good. It's a tough team. You guys are good. And then we got uh Taylor Bowley. Yeah, oh, you guys yeah. are good. That's a yeah, that's uh okay. That's the best team the unintentional's <laughs> ever had. It is. You uh yeah. And we're we're yeah. adding and we're adding one more. Um, this is my shout out. If JJ Reddick listens to this podcast, I want him to be the replacement for Khan on the team. 
It makes sense. He's my favorite player. Contu has a connection because he's going to Duke. I think it's easy enough for JJ Redick to come in and for the last weekend at least and play in our team. Both podcasters. He can uh we can do yeah. a collaboration. There you Unintentional go. Unintentional slash old man in the three. I can maybe a little merger. Does it not fit? It fits absolutely perfect. Like my whole all this world can just collide into one and my I'll life can be some, complete. I'll give him some bulletin board material and tell JJ Redick that three point line is way too short for him. So yeah, so that's my team. And the ceiling, and the ceiling would be Ooh. he'd be so confused. He'd he would not be able to shoot in that gym. He'd be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> All right. So who's your team? Uh we got a long list here. We got John Abercamp, St. Cloud State, old guy, former MV, Holy Cross MVP and champion. Marcus Rue. A uh, long-time player, long time ago at Bayport. Uh, Alex Olson played at Oshkosh. Von Trelsa-Royer played at Wayne State. Um, Demond Smith played at University of Mary. Austin Stick at MSOE. Drew Windler at Belmont. And then Coach Ryan Rayfield, Coach me, Coach Ryan DePau. We'll move the rock and shoot open threes. Who's, who's guarding pedigree from a who's, years who's, ago? Who's guarding the three high school kids if we play? Uh, I'll, I'll not, I don't want to give more bulletin board material, but believe it or not, those old guys are really good. No, I know, I know they are. I know those those old guys are really good. I mean, it's who's guarding Elijah Goodman? Who's guarding Taylor Bowley? Yeah, I know, I know. Um, no, I don't know. I would say every. I don't know. Our team's a little different in that. Uh, we might not have John Abercamp's definitely our stud, but we don't have, I would say we're John Abercamp and then a bunch of dudes that are willing to shoot open threes, but every guy can guard like, so we'll, yeah. I don't think any of our guys made over 300 threes in their high school careers though. Maybe combined we did. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think that's a good call. That's uh, funny. I don't, have you heard of any teams at all? Like that coming, not coming. I don't, uh, all the teams are, I think, from what I know, it's very similar. I know Oshkosh has a team or two, actually. Okay. Um, the best team of, like, Madison guys is back again, and the, um, like, semi-pro guys from Madison are back. So they're not – but Brust team won't have Showalter. Showalter's not back yet. Is he from his injury from last year? Um. Oh, I doubt it. Yeah, I haven't right. seen I mean, him Yeah, I mean, that's that was that – Brust happened against our team, good, though. Yeah. Russ team will be good. They'll have uh, Chandler Deekvoss, who played at West Appear a long oh, time yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, he was on the team uh, last year. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, and only getting yeah, only getting stronger. Annoyingly, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Some of those guys just stay athletic. I know, right? Makes it's crazy. No Makes no sense. Um, whatever happened to um, God? What the hell is his name? I think he was on your team two years ago. Played at GB and then Belmont. Mitch Listow. Yeah, uh, what's he doing? Yeah, I should talk to him, actually. Oh, um, shit. Didn't mean to give you any ideas. No, I should talk to him. Yeah, add a 15th guy to your roster, Chris. I already have two guys on this roster that <laughs> uh, that are surprises. Because he didn't play last year, did he? Uh, he did play last year. He but did. he uh, – I'm going to text him tomorrow. He's in much better shape now than he was a year ago. Okay. 
Um, Holy Cross season, man! What a good time of the year. We got these. We've got these playoff playoff runs. We've got Holy Cross around the bend. It's a beautiful thing. March is going to be a blur of basketball. I love it. Right, Mitch Listow on here right now. <laughs> so you said you had surprises on there, as in you didn't tell me what the other three names or what? Because yes, yeah, so we got two yet. guys that are really good. Oops, Mitch Listow is not that tall. Whatever. Um, we got two guys that are really good that uh, don't really want to play a lot. Uh, but once you get there, you never know whether that what type of mood they'll be in. Uh, but the Tillema brothers from Randolph. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you did say that. Yeah. Yeah, we're to the age now too, where like, if we want to actually win, we can't. Nick Janowski's really good, man, but but I'm happy to guard him for two and a half minutes. Got <laughs> <laughs> you can make it that long? <laughs> no, I'm going to sit over there. Sit down. I got uh, all the uh, all the bulletin board in the in the world that his dad yelled at me while I was refing seven years ago. All right, that's that's all it's gonna. No, he's really gonna light you up. <laughs> I won't guard him anyway. Yeah. Um, Ryan, do you play? Does Ryan, do you play in CGL or no? Yeah, I do. I uh, haven't played during the winter session because at Greenfield we have late practice quite a bit, so oh, I have okay. to miss a lot. But I play in the fall, the spring, and the summer. Um, Ryan DePau is the leading scorer in the state of Wisconsin in 2011, and now he uh, now he plays defense. <laughs> But he can't shoot like, anymore. He's, he became a coach. Part. Became a coach and fell in love with Draymond Green. <laughs> That's awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> do you guys? Uh, do you guys go to the draft next week? Which draft? CGL, CGL draft? Yeah. I will. I will be there. I'll I will. I, I will be there as well. Perfect. I'll start formulating my uh, strategy. I actually have one of uh, Oregon high school kids playing this this session, so really excited to. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Will they add a bunch of high school kids at all, or no? I mean, there's probably a cap on the players, right? Because of. There is a cap. There's a good list of high school kids. There's more high school kids. This uh, basic is playing. Okay. Um, I don't know if I should share everyone, but uh, no, it's a good it's a good list. Are you doing the draft? Are you the GM? I am I am the GM, but uh, but but Khan is your GM. Khan two is my GM. I'm looking at the list of GMs now. You know it's never fun when I look at the list of GMs and I'm by far the worst player. <laughs> you got your whole roster is, is a CGL GM. Khan two, Elijah, Andrew Brugink, Ben Br- oh Bruss is another team, and Bowley. Yeah, that's good. I get players. to. Uh, that's nice. I'll get to meet him all next. I've already met Elijah. Bowley is, Bowley is, Bowley, as DePaul says, Bowley has the belt right now of uh, best non-con two in the league, I think. Bowley's really? Bowley is coming to hoop at CGL, or at uh, Holy Cross. Just well, now him. I'm even more excited. He's good. You'll like, you'll like him a lot. You'll like him a lot. <laughs> good. Oh, Brust is better than him. Brust is back in shape now. But Bowley's really good. Now you're giving Bowley bulletin board material. I'm just speaking the truth. <laughs> if uh, 
I don't know. If you need bullets and board material in your 30s, I don't know. These guys don't need anything anymore. Well, I'm excited. So, yeah, that's next uh, what, next Wednesday, right? Another guy that doesn't need anything is Nick Janowski. He'll be clapping in everyone's face, fist pumping like crazy in, you know, with yep. not even understanding where he's playing, not knowing one person he's playing against. But yeah, he'll be more into it than anyone. It'll be awesome. Yeah. So excited. Thanks for having us, Sam. Yeah, we got to end this thing. It is late. Uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it immensely. Um, we'll do it again at some point. As as always, we'll have you guys back on. So, Is this going to be the uh, first three-parter? First ever three-parter? This is long. No, because I have I actually have Zoom. I bought the, the membership or special thing so that I don't have to do... Otherwise, I would have cut it off. Yeah. This no, is, this is I just a long-ass podcast. Zoom Premium is a way better customer experience for your podcast guests, I will say. For, I agree. Yeah. For future. I, yep. That's why I did it. I'm like, if I'm going to have people on, I'm not going to have cut off and then go back, join yeah. in and stuff like that. Yeah. Ryan doesn't even know what it was like in the uh, olden days of unintentional. So, so poor. So poor. But I enjoyed my time today. Megapod. Yeah. I'm glad you came on. Too bad, Kellett. Kellett. Yeah. I, we would I would have liked to talk him off the ledge about his team a little bit, but uh they're gonna they're gonna go they're gonna be tough on Friday. They're gonna be tough on Friday. Yeah. So I what wish I think I knew I... more about the Kimberly team. Uh what do you want to know? I just heard you talk about them. Ton of dudes. Deep. Ton of Deep. dudes. They're just not Deep and athletic. I've always said they don't have just like one guy that is just like clearly their stud. You know what I mean? Like there's got obviously, you know, Thomas Myers leads the team in scoring, but like He's not averaging 25 points a game. You know what I mean? Who does he guard on Friday? Does he guard a, a Ramos or a Hardy? Or is he oh, like God. A... I'm trying to think how they've set it up the last couple of times they've played. I don't know. I think it probably has switched. I don't know. That's the thing is they got so many guys that are like the same kind oh, of yeah, size-ish that they can throw whoever they want. Yeah. Switch if they want to, whatever. Kind of sounds like your unintentional Holy Cross team. Just, just so many talented dudes. I can't believe you just compared Kimberly to my Holy Cross team. <laughs> but i did say i think i sent it to you and Kellett. when you guys if 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 you guys lose in the playoff whatever so like next weekend we'll do another we'll do another uh maybe another podcast with the teams that are not alive anymore and then you can really pick the rest of the can we please playoffs. get a friday night i just want you to send a text after this a friday night just if it happens if it happens, an Appleton North Marshfield preview with both coaches, Ooh. that would be that would be premium high school WIA content that that people don't get type of stuff very often. That would be pretty cool. Well, what sucks is I could I could text them both, but then they'd be like, "Don't jinx it." Like Marshfield Marshfield's going to win, right? Marshfield's going to win their first game. We know that. I don't know about Kellett. Yeah, Kellett will. Yeah, it's hard to plan in advance. Right, but I'll I'll agree to it for him, and then okay, and then Friday night he's always easy to convince after a win. You don't have to worry about texting him until Friday at nine thirty. True, or I could tell Kellett he has to go to Marshfield early on Saturday, and I could do a pregame podcast before the game in Marshfield live. Now you're talking. Too. Now you're talking. I like this content is content. Yeah, eyeballs are eyeballs, Sam. Yeah. We'll have to uh, kick the idea around. We'll see what happens.
I like, I like your that. Holy Cross roster. Good work. You uh I didn't do a whole lot. I mean, you know. That was a smart merging of uh unintentional and uh well they were BSN, right? No, I don't know. BSN. I think they were Schmitty tickets last year. They used to be BSN, no? I think so, and probably when Norgard was playing. Got it. Yeah, that was a good good uh good merger. I'm smart man, Chris. I'm a smart man. That was well that was well well played. I don't know. Uh Ryan Rayfield's gonna be chased around some practice, dudes. <laughs> well, hopefully we can avoid each other. We're um, you know, so like let's make, hopefully we're on the opposite sides of the brackets. Yeah. It'll be a good opportunity for Rayfield to push Platteville to some of those guys. <laughs> but props to Platteville. Win the WEAC. Yeah, they did. Uh D3 tournament. Favorite level of basketball, D3 till D3 till I die. Love watching those guys play. When does Fun it start? Uh, next Friday. weekend. Friday, I think. Friday, March 1. Oh, I okay. saw that on Twitter. Good deal. I know Platteville has got a uh, – is hosting. And um, can't remember. Uh, Bethany Lutheran, I think. I think that's who I saw that they were playing. Friday night. And Loris or something. But I remember thinking that that if I that Platteville's got to feel decent about it, there was no CCIW team in their quadrant of four and no wash you. So you're, I don't know. Got to feel good. The D3 world, it's all conferences. Yeah. Similar, Alrighty. similar to UFVA homers, but thanks for everything. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks guys. See ya. Thank you. Yeah.